teleport to table in Bone Throne. Bone Throne! Bone Throne! Horrifying dungeon creatures! Uh huh. I've never heard that we're trying to colonize Britain. To see me. It was impossible to see me. You can't see me. Ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. Wow. The beer is floating. It's a ghost beer. Now, Guillermo, are you angry with something? Now you just saw a ghost beer swallow go down and float in an invisible stomach. I don't know. When you absorb it into you, does it become part of you, or probably a reason why it doesn't exist? Invisible beer. Invisibility. It exists. You just can't see it. Scientists can't even publish on it because if you can't see it, there's no evidence to base any scientific like protocols on. I don't know. They're trying to convince me that there's dark matter. How dare they? Controversy. How dare they? Teach the controversy. Cowboys rode dinosaurs. I said it. It's true. I'm a scientist. Because wouldn't if you got if you were invisible, wouldn't like anything that's like undigested in your stomach just like kind of appear? There is one movie that did something with that, and it was Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. Because at one point he ordered some, like right when he got back to his apartment after the accident, he ordered some takeout food, like some Chinese food, ate it, and then went to sleep. Woke up short, like a few hours later, looked in the mirror, and he could see the actual food digesting in his stomach. Okay, so if that remains, and it's only it probably disappears once you absorb it into yeah. you, yeah. it becomes part of you. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean you could see the poop? Because that's the part that doesn't come into you. They, they didn't get that far because as soon as he saw his stomach digesting the food, he, he, he puked it up. And they had probably the, have like poop and pee just kind of floating in there. Oh, God. That would be horrible. It, when does it become poo and not part of you? Well, the poop is the part that you don't digest Dan any. Dan asking so. the, the hard philosophical questions this week, I guess... Our our sojourn to Europe has made him much more introspective about life, the universe, and everything. Because if you put a put on a baseball hat, it doesn't. It's not like the baseball hat becomes invisible. But this is true. Unless it's one of those fancy ones designed to go invisible, like you know Sue Storm would wear. Because she's got to have some baseball hats. Because you're going to have the. They're just lazy. You got to draw that shit every month. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an artist on Fantastic Four, and we're just going to focus entirely on Sue Storm for a while, because I get paid to do nothing. No, all you have to do, do is draw, like, dotted outlines of character <laughs> for character. Ooh, so detailed. Yep. Anyways, we're back after a hiatus of sorts. Of 18 months. I don't think it was that long. What? Please tell me Trump lost the election. Um, you mean God Emperor Trump? Oh, God. Oh. Well, he did. That's true. <laughs> but there's a coup. How about the 2020 election? He did. Mm-hmm. But then he declared martial law and... And we had a problem of, well, one side was trying to argue peacefully. The other side just started running everyone the fuck over. Mm. You could probably guess which side was running people over, because the alt-right loves running people over. The Green Party, right? Ralph Nader, unsafe at any speed. Oh, the Green. They don't want to drive cars. Ah. 
they, they, the Green Party actually all they died just, off. They just stole all our money, all those people's money, and went, oh, well, we're not going to do anything here. See, Green Party global warming and climate change has already killed them. We just didn't realize it because no one paid attention when to them. When they meant Green Party, they meant green as in dough, baby. Cash money. Oh, that's oh. Say weed. <laughs> yeah, no, as going, in dope. No, no, I was going more. Goofballs. Yep, they hopped up on the reefer. Anyways, Europe was fun. It was an exceptional time because I've never been before, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Wow, John, international traveler, man of a thousand languages. No, mostly it was me mostly going... Mostly culture. It was me going, Dan, do I need to worry about this? Oh, yeah. What do I need to do here? We need to like, worry about all of this. <laughs> They're coming to get you. Uh-uh. So you made sure you had the Canadian flag patch on your backpack and all of your luggage. Funnily enough, Dealey actually was wearing a Canadian shirt the first day we got over there. He went, it's my camouflage. Dealey is a world-weary traveler. Yeah, that guy does actually travel quite a bit recently. So, um, Although he could get away with just wearing like a Taiwanese flag or a patch type of thing. That depends. <laughs> then they, they might think he's Chinese and they... Well, I don't know. I guess it would depend on who... Who he was talking to? Yeah. Doesn't no, doesn't doesn't like most countries not recognize Taiwan as? A, oh yeah, like officially, yeah. That's the like the the. I don't think we recognize. No, we don't. Yeah, we stopped. We can't. Like it's yeah. We it's used all, to. Yeah. Yeah, we did at one point, but and then China became like too important for money. Yeah, and then Tim and Square happened, and then we're just like, oh, we'll just forget about that. We will we'll turn just, a blind eye like we always do. Which. I saw that that was why the stories yeah, were alongside floating with, uh, around. D-Day. Yeah, interesting that those two same, fall on the. I don't think the same day. The same week, though. Yeah. Coincidence or not coincidence. Conspiracy. I mean, go back along the timeline far enough, and you'll find lots of things happen on certain funny, days. And funny thing about the Tenement Square thing, like when I was a kid, because they didn't really talk too much about like how like. Well, at least I didn't absorb it when I was, like, a little kid. Because it was, like, what, 89? 89, Yeah, like we that. were young. Yeah, so, like, you didn't really absorb that, like, there was, like, a bunch of people died. The way that I found that, the way that I started, like, really, like, thinking, like, wow, a lot of people did die there was Rapid Fire. Which is the Brandon Graphics? Uh, no, no, Brandon it's... Lee. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Because he was, he was at the Tenement Square massacre, and like a bunch of people were getting killed, and I was just like, did people die in that thing? I thought just the guy who the tank Stood driver the was tank. afraid to run over. Yeah. Well, that guy didn't die there. No. He probably died later. In prison. Yeah. In, in Nobody in knows exactly what happened to that guy, Chinese who that guy was, prison. but that, guy's, yeah. that guy was gone. Yeah, disappeared, as yeah. the common terminology goes for governments such as that who <clears> decide that Undesirables should not be allowed to roam free. I finally started listening to um, the latest Hardcore History, which was way back from, like, January. Oh, yeah. Where there, there are some real good observations of, like, you know, the politics of the East versus how we interpret them. Like, a real cool one was about um, how we view it. Why would Japan team up with Hitler? And it's like, no, actually, they hated everyone pretty much. They just saw them all as different enemies. Well, they were there to liberate the Asian people from the from the Europeans. That's what they told everybody. Yep. It's just like, I kind of feel like you're kind of the same thing, different flavor. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, Japan was getting, like, um, all of their imports blockaded by the U.S., so they're like, 
You know what? Liberation. Fine. We'll take that one now and worry about Germany later. Politics. So non-political stuff. Yeah. There was like protests and stuff in Europe. Yeah. We didn't actually see that. Were you there when Trump was in England? No. no we got oh, Thankfully, no. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was going to be there. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, we didn't schedule the, 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 the thing like part. a week later. Yeah. yeah that was close. Yeah. Well, it would have been really disruptive. So, yeah, crazy crazy thing was we were, the day we went to the Louvre, we took an Uber, which works just like here. It's amazing that technology allows you to just get in a car and to have them take you somewhere. Um, over there it's called a Yubi. Oh, okay, okay. Because Ubisoft Uber, runs it. Uber, no. <clears throat> um, but we started to head towards the Louvre and we just started noticing that all of the streets around, like, the Grand Palace and the Louvre were blocked off. And not, like, just a police car and, like, you know, one uniformed officer sitting there. This was, like, they had cars or trucks that basically had big plastic barricades attached to the truck itself, like, blocking off the entire road. Um, But, yeah, because you were telling me, Dan, right? Don't they schedule time for the protests? Well, I guess those yellow vest uh, protests are still going on. They just do them on Saturdays. So, So, yeah. What's a convenient time for us to protest? Uh, let's have a standing appointment every Saturday. Yeah, you know. That's, gotta, that sounds lovely. work. Unless we're striking. So, but, yeah. yeah there was, was a lot of police on the streets with a lot of automatic weapons. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff. We saw all kinds of ordnance. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of, lot of, lot of, Fem- lot of U- U.S. Yeah. stuff, but there was a lot of the, the, the FAMAS. See. Yeah. Some video games I know, like, too much about guns. That makes me think of when my brother went to Brazil for work, to Brazil. Mm-hmm. He was there a few years ago when they had all of the protests break out, like, overnight. Mm-hmm. And he was down in uh, Sao Paulo, so he was, like, in the heart of it. Apparently, like, about six hours before their flight, before they're supposed to leave for the airport, all of a sudden, like, people go, pack your shit, now we're going. We have, like, two minutes. Yeah. Um... So, you know, highlights of the trip, Versailles was cool. Seeing a giant palace that is, or I should say a giant <clears throat> compound. Is that the best word for it? Best word for it? No. <laughs> palace and its grounds, like something that large and opulent was pretty great. Although, And taking a segue around the grounds was a lot of fun. Um, our, you know, our guide was very French and like checking his phone as he was riding on the segue. Just looking was, back at all He was super cool French. Yeah, he was a super cool French guy. Couldn't understand him, but I'm American. <laughs> and they got accents and shit. Yeah. I was like, what? Should have been like, learn to speak the language. Yeah. And we were, of course, we're in, the, in a group with, an, speaking French. with another group of Americans in, in, in France. So, you know, we were all the American tourists with the French guy telling us about the history of this palace. Yeah, Americans, we're all very friendly to each other when we're overseas. When we're here, <laughs> we can, we're we horrible. Necessarily get along. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of like dogs in that way. If you take dogs to a dog park, it's neutral ground. Typically, if you have a good dog, it's going to get along with the good dogs. If you bring a good dog into your house, your dog, which could be a good dog, might become an aggressive piece of shit because it's their house. Yeah. That's America. We're dogs. You know, I've I've been to like the I had been to the East Coast and seen like oh this building's like 150 years old or this church is you know this church is a couple hundred years old two three hundred and it's like yeah you know because that's about as old as we can get around here but going over there and seeing things that are like actually old old was very 
Well, this building's fairly new. It's only about three centuries old. Yeah. Oh, this is might as well be modern art. I mean, heck, at the end of the, the trip, when we were in Edinburgh, we walked into a church that was from the 11th century, like, at the top of the castle. It's like, this is the oldest structure in the castle, and it's probably from the 10, like, 1050, 1060. And that's just, like, walking into this little tiny church chapel where, you know, you see the stained glass windows and, like, knowing how, thinking how old that stuff is. Uh, it's just, that for me, that was kind of one of the cool things about looking at the history of, like, civilization itself. So, I mean, you know, looking at a something I had seen in pictures and in movies and such for so many years and then actually seeing it in person is, you know, very eye-opening for me. It was, it was a lot of fun. What was your favorite part of each, each country? I, I, I mean, I told you this, Dan, at the time, but, like, actually looking at the Mona Lisa in person, like, I didn't think I would get, like, actually emotional about it. Verklempt. Yeah, like, I actually got, like, choked up looking at that that piece of art like i know it's it's cheesy because it's like much smaller than it is than oh yeah ever. it's a postage stamp it, i mean it's <laughs> you know it's like a it's about like that size like that detective comics thing there that's about the size of that picture and it's you know you're like 10 feet away from it but like it's, still the, mona lisa. it's the mona lisa and like you're there and you're like wow this is this is the thing that you know leonardo da vinci painted hundreds of years ago and that changed you know, innovated all sorts of things with painting. And then looking at some of the other paintings in that museum and going, oh yeah, this is like 400 years old. Or the first thing we saw as we were walking up the stairs towards the Mona Lisa was the Winged, winged Victory of Samothrace. And that's from like, what is it? Be, I mean, it's... It is old. It's super old. And like, looking at that and going, this is just here. Like, this is a window into something that's thousands of years in the past now. And you're just like, wow. Like, looking at the craftsmanship of that stuff. Like, walking through the, you know, the, the ancient Greek statues and going, yeah, somebody carved this 1,500 years ago or 2,000 years ago. And all the times poor St. Sebastian died. Yeah, that was actually a very funny thing Dan pointed out as we were walking towards the Mona Lisa. There's all these pictures of poor St. Sebastian. Dan's like, all you gotta look for is, he, is, he, is he being killed and are there arrows in him? Yeah, if you see a painting and a guy's like... <laughs> and there's a couple of arrows sticking in yeah. it. It's Saint Sebastian. Sebastian. It's the easiest saint to identify. Um, like all the other saints, it's like who, who is? Is that supposed to be? Is that John the Baptist? Well, also John the Baptist. You can tell when whenever they show John the Baptist, he's usually like like got a big beard and he's kind of haggard. Mm-hmm. You can like, also oh, that's John Baptist. You can also tell any of uh, Saint Francis of Assisi because there's a bunch of little animals, like little bunnies or shit like that. Okay. But yeah, because he's the animal dude. Poor Saint Sebastian. Uh, yeah, it's they all the same too. Like everybody yeah, just paints him. Like, ah! He's like standing there naked with arrows in him. He's just like ah, god damn it again. Yeah, <laughs> which is actually the story. <laughs> um, but the other cool thing is like shortly after we saw the Mona Lisa, we saw like we there was a cool painting that we saw, and then we almost missed it. But oh. Dealey actually caught it that the painting we were looking at was actually two sided. So, like, we actually came upon the back end of it as we were walking through the, the hall on the second time. And, like, seeing something like that was very cool. Yeah, David and Goliath. Yeah, David and Goliath painting that where it was actually the two sides of the painting. Like, it was... I, stuff like that impressed me. It was cool. We yeah. saw a bunch of Egyptian stuff. Mm-hmm. We saw the Rosetta Stone. That was also another, like... Oh, yeah, that's, like, nineteen ninety nine a month, and you could learn all sorts of different languages. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I signed up for the... It's not where they made them. I signed up for the cool. Italian program. Like, it's, you know... <laughs> 
preparing for whatever next Europe trip I want. But no, you know, like seeing the these... The of Hammurabi. Yeah, that was the other one that I remember we were... Dan was very excited about, and like after reading a bit about it, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But what does it always come back to, Dan? What are the most important documents that we find in yeah, historical people places? People complaining about each other. Yep. Because they're always like, oh, here's like a manuscript from like ancient Babylon. It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, what we have it translated. It says my neighbor is stealing my yeah. shit. Or stop stealing my stuff. <laughs> I don't like this guy. He gave me bad food. Or it's like... Give this. me the sheep you owe me. Or... Or it's or, just an invoice. Yeah, exactly. It's an invoice of like goods. I bought. <laughs> I paid for this thing. Like, Thirty sheep. Just wait, like, oh no, a thousand, maybe three thousand years in future. Whatever aliens come to Earth, because we're going to kill ourselves off by then, mm-hmm. and they start doing archaeology, and they go, and this here is a Rite Aid receipt. Mm-hmm. It talks about the purchase of hemorrhoid cream. Yeah. That will be our legacy. Um. But the Louvre was really cool. Like the the like seeing those things in person was definitely a, a very you know bucket list type experience for me. Like finally able to say, hey, you know what? I've seen the Mona Lisa. I've seen the Venus de Milo. I've seen the Code of Hammurabi. Movies um, saw like probably like ten percent of that. <laughs> if if that, like you could spend a week going to the Louvre every day and not see you know and see. A good you know, chunk of it. more stuff we wanted to see, but it was just, they were just tired. Right? Yeah. They were there for, like, fucking four, four hours. hours. And just... Like, where are we? Yeah, we walked, and, like, it's... Like, that museum's cool also because, like, walking down the steps of that place, like, you can feel the age of those places because of how, the, like, smooth the steps are and, like, how some of them are... Because they're made of marble, like, they're actually, like, not perfectly flat, like, over time of all the traffic that's come through there. Um... Highlight food-wise was uh, Dan's cousin cooking uh, a stupendous meal for us. The last night we were in Paris, holy moly, that was that was a uh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was like Cornish game hens, sausages. Uh, yeah, sausages, uh, shrimp, chicken adobo, uh, corn that was really good. Um, there was some roasted eggplant in there. We ate with our hands. We ate with our hands. It was great. That's all best food you eat with your like. Hands. Seriously, it was it was great. Like the his Dan's cousin is a top notch chef. Um, aside from that, the second best meal was probably that steak freak place we went to for me anyway. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, we went to some fancy um, French restaurant that we were kind of worried that we were underdressed because we just looked American. Yeah, shorts and t shirts. Yeah, <laughs> and then like they they only have one thing on the menu: steak freak. Steaks and fries, and a, I think it's a sti- it's like a, a poivre sauce. So it was like a peppery sauce that was on the steak, but like it was it was an exceptional piece of meat, and the fries were good. And the best part was is that after you finished your first plate, some of us were like, I could still eat some more. Yeah, and the lady gave more. She showed up more steak and fries. So you got extra steak and fries after you finished your steak and fries. Listen, if you don't finish your steak, you're not getting another steak. But yeah, that was an exceptional meal. All the food in France was phenomenal. Like Dan had a lamb dish that he said was the one of the best things he's had in quite some time. Yeah, it was pretty pretty incredible. I had a coco van dish. I had a really weird like we got a three course meal. So my starter course was this like cold lentil terrine almost. So it was wrapped in ham and it was like a cold lentil like I don't know, some sort of cooked lentils with, like, a gelatin in there as well. And I was like, all right, this is okay. 
it's not what I was expecting, but sure. Um, and then I had this, they had like some sort of, I had a foam type thing. Like it was almost like a, it was like lighter than a cheesecake. Cause you had the cheesecake, right Dan? I think so. Yeah. And I had this like, just a it souffle. Was, it wasn't quite a souffle. It was basically like, what if, I can't quite describe it. It was almost like eating a strawberry cloud, but it was delicious. And yeah, like the funny part was our waiter didn't speak any English. So we basically were having to tell him numbers on the menu for what we wanted. Um, and that was definitely a place that was like, you're just going to be here a while. Yeah, it took a long time for our food to come out. Yeah, it was it was definitely a, a long meal, but it was good. Um, so moving on to London, <clears throat> the highlight would probably have to be the Harry Potter play that we saw. Because we got to watch Harry Potter and the Cursed Child parts 1 and 2, which was an, almost an entire day. Because each of those parts is nearly three hours long. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot. It was really good. I was not. I was almost not going to make it. Yeah, it was, it was. My butt was starting to get really sore near the end there because sitting in those old theater chairs, they're not designed for comfort for big big boys like myself. Um, but we got through it, and that production was spectacular. Um, although a close. Like I would, I, that and the actually going through the Roman baths in Bath during our day tour, where we went to a secret spot, Bath and Stonehenge. Um, walking through that Roman bath was pretty cool because, like I said, seeing that old history is is always spectacular for myself. Um, it's a cool little town. Yeah, uh, and you know, Stonehenge is Stonehenge. It's it's not a hinge. It's not a hinge. But they call it Stonehenge. They, they say it outright on the thing. Yeah, they they're like this is technically not a hinge because the because I guess the hinges tra- have a big trench, big ditch yeah. around, like in the inner circle, and then the stones are outside. And then Stonehenge, they built it with this ditch on the outside. So the first like little placard that you read is like Stonehenge is not really a hinge, and it's just like what? Why do you call it? Stonehenge? I've been lied to. Why would you do? We also got to see Woodhenge unexpectedly because of the traffic that was around Stonehenge as we were leaving. A lot of hinges. There's a lot of hinges. I prefer paper mache hinge. I mean, the crazy part That one about fell that, apart because it rained and, like, paper mache doesn't last. The crazy part about that area is that, like, you could literally spend the whole day out in that area because there's not just Stonehenge. There are, like, half a dozen, like, other areas that you can hike to off <clears> on that site that are also, like, they have these ancient burial mounds there that you can go look at. You looked at one of them in the forest, right, Dan? Uh, I didn't get to the forest one because I felt like I was going to get lost. Okay. Like, I got in the forest and I was like, mm, Just going to follow the path? Not really sure where I'm going, okay. so I'm going <laughs> to just go now. Um, but yeah, that that's, I mean, that was... Well, the cool thing about Stonehenge is that, like, all those other places are, like, much older than than the Stonehenge thing itself. So, like, this stuff was, like, planned for, like, a long time. Yeah. And then they made the Stonehenge. Then they made Stonehenge. Yeah. So it's just like, man, what, like... Because, yeah, walking through the Visitor Center, um, they actually, get, like, go through the history of that loca- that area. And they talk about, like, all the, the, the variations of the, the actual location of Stonehenge. They show you, like, several different models of how it looked over the years, um, the centuries. Just a model. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see highlight of Edinburgh. I mean, we didn't do much in Edinburgh because we were pretty wiped at the end of the tour, the Euro tour. Um, but Edinburgh Castle was really cool, like, seeing that. We actually did Edinburgh get Edinburgh was nice because it was, like, a lot more relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the up to that point, we were just constantly doing stuff every day. We were very busy and 
That's lost. It's there somewhere. You'll find it. Um, but yeah, Edinburgh was nice. Um, the train up to Edinburgh was really cool. That uh, that train ride was much, was very relaxing and more comfortable than the Eurostar, which was faster, but definitely not as comfortable. So nice ass train. Oh yeah, taking the tube in London was fucking incredible. Like just being able to go like, hey, how do we get here? Oh, you just get on this one train and take three stops. It's like really walk ten minutes, and then yeah, if that. It's like, okay, well, sure. Like, yeah, we literally did not have to take, did not have to walk more than, like, five to ten minutes to get anywhere after we got off the the train. You know, it takes until the 20th mention, no, 21st mention, if you do on Wikipedia, find Henge on Stonehenge. It takes, like, the 20th mention of Henge for it to finally go, Stonehenge is not truly a Henge site. (laughs) Right? They buried the buried lead. The lead. Oh, <laughs> Fucking Wikipedia. Uh, That's why you can't use that as a real reference for anything. That's what my professors all said. Um, shout outs to Colin, our tour guide for uh, Bath and Stonehenge. Yeah, he became part of he became part of the the running joke of the. Colin would be disappointed. In yeah, you. Colin would be disappointed in you and you say that. That and the little kid. Yes. Oh God! You go ahead, Dan. You can. We you can, went to this thing. Cause did you continue your trend of attracting little kids who no, are weird? No, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. But yes, it was. There was a little. The um. Yeah, we needed to. We we all we. We were kind of next time. Next time we do something. Next time we do something like this, it would be like maybe one city, maybe two cities. Uh, and maybe also, a, yeah. like probably plan a lot more like fun stuff. Like you know, visiting the Hinge and all that stuff is really cool. But it's a lot. Um, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of dry. Mm-hmm. Like after a while, it's just like it's you know, it's not like every Londoner like goes to the British Museum and like hangs out there all day. No, like they do. Other Wait, stuff. they don't. No, I thought they only it's did free. that. Free. All of the um, museums in London are free. fucking free. Just walk in. They don't even harass you about like oh make a donation. No. Like it was. Like, we walked just, right it's in. Just free, and that's fucking like. Next thing you're going to tell me, like, they have healthcare figured out as opposed to us. I mean, we did pay what, for And the, mass transit, that's better than the, ours. We did go see that manga exhibit that uh, Brie yeah, we did to pay us. for that. And that was pretty cool. What was funny about that is that, so, like, you know, obviously you can pay for, like, a annual membership to the British Museum, so you probably get some perks. And one of the perks is that you get to go to those special exhibits for free. That's just included in your thing. Um, and so there's a lot of, like, you know, very old and frumpy British British people like at this manga yeah. meet, <laughs> it's just like fucking Naruto and yeah. Goku's just there and then it's just like an old British man there's like a seven year old ah. British guy like squinting, uh, yeah, squinting, squinting like watching, at the watching manga. Like, the intro of, of Sailor Moon just like I do say well, it's an incredible culture uh-huh. <laughs> well my um yeah, so we went to this place called the London Dungeon, which I went to, like, a long time ago when I first went to um, uh, England. And it's basically, like, you know, like a tourist trap. The kitschy kind of touristy thing, like, you're... you're yeah. So it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a haunted house, but, like, a historical yeah. haunted house. So, like, you're going through, like, oh, what was the what was the Black Plague like in England? And then there's, like, an actor. He's like, hey, let me tell you. Oh, this guy's got boils. You all know Guy Fox. Yeah, you all know about Guy Fox. And it's just, like, you know, just stuff, stuff like that. So it's, like, it's pretty fun. and but it's But it's really, like, rated R. Like, there's just, like, body parts... And like he's like he's like talking about like killing people and stuff like that, and it's really like dark and this like, is not scary. something that you should take a kid to. Yeah, but 
people took kids to. Yeah. Um, so the British are... The wait, British are just the same as anybody else. The yeah. British are like Americans where we will take our kids to go see Deadpool because it's a comic. So there was this... Yeah, there was these, there was these parents and then they had two kids with them, two boys, and they're like about six, seven-ish range. And one of them was kind of okay... Like, he, 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 was wasn't, a he wasn't phased. But the other one, poor kid, was, like, crying after every fucking, like, like little attraction that we were going to, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so the dad, the dad, between 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 segments, the dad was just like, Oh, come on, Frankie! It's all right, Frankie! It's all right! You don't need to be scared, Frankie! And then the kid, totally fucking deadpan. The most British way you could have said it. The most British way, like, completely stopped crying and didn't have any emotion in his, in his in his voice and he just said I don't love it I don't like it daddy I don't love it yeah daddy I, I don't, don't love like it. it I don't like it so that became like a running thing yeah. in the trip <laughs> anytime anybody was like uncomfortable or uh-huh. something he said I don't love it I don't like it I just love that he like he wanted to also clarify that not only did he not like it he did not. I mean, love not it. not love it, but he, he also definitely did, did not, not like, like it. it. Yeah, like there was. But he didn't say I hate it. No, because he had respect. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Just he respected so... the actors. Also, I like that he went British... down the two levels. He's yeah. like, I don't love it. I don't like it. Which means, yeah, I wanted to be very specific. Uh-huh. British people don't don't hate. That's uncouth. Yeah, they might loathe. And the thing I'll say about the London Dungeon people is the actors who were there were actually like. Oh, yeah, giving it their all. Like, that's the, the, the thing about, like, you know when you go on, if you've gone, those of you who have gone on the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland know that today's Jungle Cruise tour guides are, you'll get either a funny guy who, you know, is trying to make it as entertaining as possible, but then there's occasionally somebody who's just like, I don't give a fuck, I got this terrible job doing the Jungle Cruise, so look, it's it's a hippo, I'm gonna pretend to shoot it. I wanted to be Mickey. Yeah. I auditioned for Galaxy's Edge and I got rejected. So y'all got to deal with this. Um, but yeah, it's good overall. Yeah, I really no enjoyed. real no real problems Mm-mm. outside of the guy in London um, wanting to like. That was a weird one. Yeah, the, yeah, but also okay, very so the, cool. Yeah, the only real like well that and like spending two hours in Paris traffic oh, like, to start the trip. Um, we made the mistake of trying to take a cab into Paris. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was this guy on the London bus, and he was kind of, he was a little disheveled, probably some transient, and, uh, he started randomly, like, being, like, being, being, like, he started yelling. Because he heard, he heard us talking, and then he started yelling, who's talking American? Who's talking American? And then, like, I, like, looked at David, I was like, oh, shit, is it going down? Yeah. Like, in London? So David, Dan, and Dealey were all in a little section by themselves, I was off by myself, like, down down the, the stairs, and, like, the guy was, like, right across from me. At first, he sat down next to me, and then he got up and moved to another seat, and then I yeah, probably got up filthy and American. moved to another seat. Um, but, yeah, so he said, like, the, like, he, he started saying that. And, and then he was, and then he started, like, accusing, so those two police officers on the bus, plainclothes police officers, they had their, um, their, their DCI badge, they were, they were, they were inspectors. Um, but, but they're just taking the bus for whatever fucking yeah. reason. Um, because yeah, mass transit. But anyway, he started pointing at them and talk and accusing them of letting the Americans colonize Britain. 
Now, I've heard a lot of stigmas about Americans, right? And I, some of it I actually even agree with. Some of it's very it true. Like You're going to be our colony true. again. Like, something like that about, like, yeah, it was, he was bad. Well, he was, he was saying that, like, well, uh, to, to my recollection, yeah. he was saying that we, they were allowing Americans to colonize Britain. And I've never heard that before. I can, we're loudmouth. Some, you know, we have no respect or blah, blah, blah. Maybe we're dumb or, or uncouth and all these kind of things. Do too many wars. I've never heard that we're trying to colonize Britain. Also, of all countries, Americans that are moving over across the pond are not going to Britain because Brexit has fucked up things enough where Americans are going to move to, like, the Netherlands or to Scandinavian countries. Or to France or Germany. So to the credit of the, the actual DCI guys, who I didn't realize were police officers until after we got off the bus, one of them walked up and he's like, whoa, you go problem with Americans? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he walked up to him and just very casually, like, you go problem with Americans. And the guy's yeah. like, just started babbling all the Yeah, like, and he's just like, oh, we, we employ all kinds of people from all around the world. It's all right. Yeah. Like, I was like, It's Man. all right. We got, we got lots of cultures in, in, in London. And I was like, good on you. Yeah, seriously. I was like, good on you. Right? Like, I felt really, kinda, I was, really touched. I'm like, all right. It was just kind of funny. Like, yeah. of all the things that that guy was upset about was that we were colonizing <laughs> Britain, which leaves, which you know, makes me also re- remind me we should call Britain. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, England was great. I or all of Europe was great. I am very happy that I have finally put my passport to use, and I'm excited to do it again at some point in the future. I will be a world traveler someday. Got to visit all the continents at one point, right? South America, Africa, Asia. It's next to Kevin's uh, foot on the left there. Is it? Yeah. Just kick it over. There's a blue thing right there, Kevin. You see that? Yeah. There you go. Uh, sorry. It's so Dan. Sorry. After oh we, my after, God. <laughs> you kicked it underneath, in between the legs. Is it going oh. further and further away? It's one of those kind of deals there, oh, where you, oh, you yeah. try to get something and it just keeps getting further and uh-huh. further away. There we go. He's got it. There it's, there, it's your at your foot. So Dan, and that was the interactive portion of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about what you came home to after we got back from Europe, as you've been playing with it constantly during the podcast. <coughs> I got from Japan my amazing Yamaguchi Iron Man, which I've had on, on pre-order since January. Isn't that one of the earliest things you pre-ordered when you started this? No, they didn't, they didn't announce it until January. Okay. But, yeah, this is... I've been waiting for this guy for quite some time, and he is pretty spectacular. He is the Bleeding Edge um, Iron Man, which is, I forget which mark. But in the comics, this is the one where he can basically rearrange his armor to anything. And so that's... Nanomachines. Nanomachines. And so that's why it comes with all these little, like, flaps and things to kind of connect the very, very various portions. And you can kind of, like, make his armor do anything, like rocket packs... His or his accessory tray alone was daunting, to say the least. He also comes with very cool uh, enemy rockets, things that drunken are missiles, like, almost drunken missiles. Um, he is very cool. He is possibly maybe my favorite guy. But he doesn't have like splooge. He doesn't. He does not have. Splooge. That is my like judgment yeah. upon all things. It's the splooge level. It's like no splooge, no buy. 
Yeah, that's, um, and the best, like you were, we were talking about, like the fact that that figure is perfect for the this the line because all of the the joints and stuff that normally look might look a little weird on some other figures. Yeah, he you can kind of like hide it a lot. He's a robot man. Yep. Or excuse me, powers man. I mean, when does it become a robot? When it's by itself. Yeah, robots tend to be things that are entirely machine, autonomous. not necessarily. Not necessarily autonomous. No, not even oh, intelligent, because okay. like a robot arm is a robot. That's true. It's just entirely machine, and then whether it's a higher form of that or not would be the intelligence or not. Like, the robot's the base. And it's all about Oh, base drops. Yeah, he's a really good-looking one. He's very shiny. Um, there's very minimal uh, problems with it, unlike the... Um, the, the gambit that I have, which I do like, but probably of this Japanese line, he's my least favorite of the of the group. The the, the most or second least favorite. The most the most least favorite is probably Magneto, just because he's just really like a bitch to even stand. He has tiny feet. And technically, even this Iron Man kind of has tiny feet. It's a little boot. Yeah. Does he get um, heavy up top when you put attach a bunch of stuff to him? No, nah, these are actually pretty light. Nice. It's more just kind of getting them into the right position. Yeah, and then some of these eventually start getting kind of loose because the well, they also give you like a ton of extra stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And then he even has he even has his repulsor lightsabers mm-hmm. to attach to his hands. Yeah. Dan has bought a second tackle box to hold his accessories. Yeah. We are at that point now. It was getting too much. <laughs> uh, and I also uh, received, I had it on uh, order like from about a week ago, just waiting for them to fulfill it. But I also received this week my space walls. Yeah, uh, It's in a box right now. But I ordered from a site recommended by Scott Walker. Yes. You got it right. Um, <laughs> About these these guys that make that make basically Death Star walls. Yep. And uh, they cost a pretty penny, but they were on sale during uh, the the fifth before the May Force. May the, May the fourth was, be with you. May the fourth be with you. There you go. They had a they had a sale, so I got it off like about forty forty five percent off. That's a good deal. It still costs a lot. Yeah. For fucking walls. Uh huh. But Dan, now you can take all the pictures with your Star Wars Black Series figures in Death Star style. Dioramas. This just means I need to get more dust. Stormtroopers. More stormtroopers, Dan. I didn't think this was ever going to happen. Uh-huh. It's going to get... You're buying multiple stormtroopers now, Dan. You're going to buy... You still need to get a, a super good Darth Vader, too, right? Like you... Yeah, I've been looking around at the different ones. There's a Mafex uh, uh, Rogue One... Uh, Darth Vader? Darth Vader that, like, coming highly recommended. One of the channels I watched at Foosh, uh-huh. they had a Darth Vader face-off. Ah. All the different Darth Vaders. Did the Mafex, Mafex one? Yeah. Nice. And I was, I was like, well, what came in second place is the Black Series... 40th anniversary one because you can't beat that $20 price no, if you that, can get it at $20. Yeah, that price point like really does do a lot for... <laughs> also, Dan's shelf has become overflowing with figures. Yeah, certain guys are going to go into retirement. I have, I just have to take them off. They got to come out of rotation. I mean, am I really ever going to like do anything with Gladiator? I mean, I mean, if I get enough X-Men, I guess yeah. it would be kind of cool. But, like, I didn't even well, like him that much. Well, when you get the Juggernaut figure, you definitely want to have Gladiator. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Might, might I make a suggestion? Yes, As yes. somebody who, my studio, I put up some shelves uh-huh. over the last few weeks. And on those shelves, I 
start playing a bunch of nano blocks. Uh-huh. And the nano blocks have become a bunch. Uh-huh. There are five Pokemans. <laughs> there might... Did I start something bad for you, You Kevin? might have started something. <laughs> there might be four uh, One Piece people. Uh-huh. Bree is having a little trouble starting Nami, because uh-huh. starting any of the figures, the first step is really hard. Because it's a bunch of... Imagine, you know, putting little Legos yeah, together. Yeah. They'll make them so tiny that yeah. you can't hold them together. Maybe get a set of tweezers and... and... They sell official Nanoblock tweezers. Oh. I do not have those. I've done all of mine by hand. But there might be, like, four one-piece. They're on a shelf. Cool. I have... Two more on order from Japan, from Amazon. One on order from eBay, what have from, I done, Ke- from yeah. Hong Kong. Look at what I did to him. And yeah, then, or no, Singapore is where <laughs> the one from eBay is coming from. I used eBay for the first time wow. in like five years. My God, Kevin. I might have, um, oh, was it something Stein Castle? It's a German castle, like Nofelstein, okay. something like that. I might have the Vatican City. I might have uh, a the city. Out of context, I might have the Vatican. <laughs> I might have the Vatican City. <laughs> I might have the Sydney Bridge, you know, from Australia. The bridge or the Opera House. The bridge. Oh, okay. Cool. I might Harbor also bridge. have like um, there's a Japanese temple, a Japanese castle, a Japanese small city with cherry blossoms in bloom that you could trade out to be fall time where the leaves are turning red I might I might have looked at I didn't buy it don't worry I didn't buy it but I might have looked at the pirate ship which is like 10,000 pieces and for being nanoblocks which are little the pirate ship is like it's like two and a half feet long with 10,000 pieces well, so they rate them on difficulty. Uh-huh. The One Piece figures are all three out of five. The Pokemon, they're about two out of five usually, sometimes three out of five. When the Japanese temples was a um, two out of five. The Cherry Blossoms, three out of five. The Pirate Ship might have increased the out of ratings because it's like eight out of ten. Oh, wow. I kind of want it. I mean, hey... And so I have a lot of shelves that are getting kind of filled uh-huh. up with stuff. So my suggestion, Dan. Buy more shelves. Buy more shelves. There you go. Yeah, Just see. buy more shelves. Yeah. Look, there's no shelves over there. No. There's no shelves there. Yeah, you could put a lot of them up in your room. You know, you could have that whole wall lined with shelves. There's, oh, like, God. a little more room right there for <laughs> shelves. Imagine running one huh? on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the perpendicular yeah, wall yeah. at the so height of that other one. Uh-huh. And then, like... You know what? You don't need that window, really. Just put a long shelf across the window. There's, there's a whole hallway there that you can have shelves. Yeah, down. that'd be the gallery hall. Shelves. That's my advice. Cells, 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 cells. More shelves. Nice. Well, I'm I'm sorry, and I'm also glad that you have found a new a new fun hobby, Kevin, which is building nano blocks. Um, I. You I might have spent about like two hundred dollars so hey, far. You know, like I spent a lot of money, and I've only gotten a very select number of figures. Whereas Dan has probably spent. Um, I haven't spent much money. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And you also no, have. I just, I spent, it's toys. They're like a buck fifty each. Much money at all. 
No, 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 no. They're toys. I mean, toys are cheap. You go down like no, Dan. Look, Dan's. I don't have like maybe maybe three hundred thirty forty dollars of pre-orders coming in the next uh-huh. couple months. Yeah, I might have ordered a windmill also. Some of these take a long time to so, show up. So Dan has the there's, there's an LED light-up base <laughs> that you could put some of the city ones on. They'll have clear, like, regular bases so you can light them up. I have the Vatican City. I have the Vatican. I might have ordered a temple that includes the light-up base. So Dan showed me that apparently San Diego Comic-Con figures for the NECA, for those four Ninja Turtles that I have standing right there, this year they're going to have... The Shredder and Splinter and the Foot Soldiers, two of them, right? Was that the... Yeah. And I was just like, motherfucker, how am I going to get those? Oh, I should have told you about the... Didn't I tell you about the having online pre-orders for that? I forget when it was supposed to be. You vaguely missed... this week. Yeah, and I like missed it. Like, three so. days, but yeah. it was like, I yeah. was keeping tabs of it. The shit gone. was just yeah, gone. Yeah, fucking gone. I know. The, actually, you know, the John Connor one, uh-huh. for some reason, was not selling well. And then the I think the two DC packs were not selling well, but that the the, the Ninja, Ninja Turtles one was just like out. Like so I'm like like Dan mentioned when I, when we talked about it initially, I, I am hopeful that as as with these Ninja Turtles, GameStop will get a yeah they'll do like a a run of them. Well, so yeah, and then just have it slightly different. I just gotta have Dan keep on his action figure discords, keeping me up to date when I can order them. Um, yeah, Dan, how many more X-Men? That's a cool-looking pirate ship. It's a nanoblox. That's a big yeah, fucking pirate yeah. ship. I feel like you're almost, like, talking like you're, like, uh... Obsessed? So at this point, Dan, how close are you to getting the entire roster of the 90s X-Men cartoon, including pre-orders that you have? Oh, pretty far. I mean... <coughs> Who else do you need right still now? Still need a Jean Grey... Uh-huh. Still need a proper Cyclops. The but those are coming, right? Uh, the pre-order, like that's not the '90s Cyclops. That's like a classic Cyclops. The one that's the X Factor Cyclops. The blue, the just yeah. the, the it's full. blue. Well, no, he's got the blue, and he's like a, his like it's white head and like uh, like an X, yeah, yeah, a white X across the blue body. But they don't have a classic Cyclops. They do. It's like retailing right now for like maybe a hundred dollars on on Amazon, and that's just not going to happen. As and much as crazy as I am, I'm not going to pay hundred dollars for a twenty dollar figure. Might I make a recommendation? And it has to be Marvel. buy the hundred dollar figure. No. It has to be the Marvel Legends one too, right? Well, it doesn't have to be because so, they have that so Mayfex one, right? That's maybe next year. Okay, that's January of next year. I do have that on pre order. Okay, good on Amiami because I don't have to pay for it until it actually like comes yes. in. So it's just there. But Mayfix usually comes in like two or three. That's cool looking. Like. That thing is kind of big. That's big. They're nanoblocks, but Ooh. it's big. That's a hundred and fifty something dollars. That's that's how much I paid for my walls. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have nine uh, panels, and then and then a blast door with two panels. So it was one hundred fifty <laughs> bucks, and that was on sale. Like that was on sale. See. That like that's a good looking Cyclops. Like that's a Cyclops that I would the definitely. Mayfex one. Yeah, the Mayfex one looks really yeah, good. We'll see what it what it. Yeah, I, I, no, Mayfex I understand. Usually comes out late. Yeah, they usually delay. Hey man, I I'm just glad I was able to jump on that Spider Man when I did. Um, they also have like a big castle in Edo. That's yeah. I'm they? not obsessed. Hey. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a little obsessed. Yeah, but you yeah. know, it, is it like You're building those is very meditative too, <laughs> see, right? Like, see, they have official tweezers. 
Yeah, that's the one thing is You're in a safe I'll put place. a video on YouTube. Yeah, something on in the background. And, you know, I'll just have it on my computer desk. Unfortunately, my keyboard's there, so it's kind of a... It's not the best work surface, so if I do the pirate ship eventually, I'm going to need some something. better space. Yeah, yeah. But I just put it out. Like, I have the little bags of the parts. Mm-hmm. I have a container to keep some of the parts. Some I fish from the bags. Yeah, yeah. Some I put in the container. Like, if it's a bunch of tiny ones, probably in the container. Yeah. I'll just start working away. Yeah. Have a video on. It might take me, like, three hours for some of these. That's good three hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, you know. It's my take yeah. for ASMR type of shit. Hey. Instead of being like... I dropped my repulsive blast <laughs> in. I don't know where it is. Ah, uh, damn. The one problem... I'll just get it later. They love to recommend Lego when I'm on a nanoblock yeah, thing. A nanoblock thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, there is a Chinese knockoff nanoblock that the parts are a hundred percent like compatible. compatible yeah. And because of how small they are and all that, it's a knockoff, but it's not really much of a knockoff really. Yeah. Those you could recommend to me. But when when you're recommending like Lego, that's big. I don't have room for Legos. Yeah. Look, you know what? I could take back the White House. I could take back the White House in Nanoblock. Oh no. I'm looking at a sponsored link from Coca-Cola, guys. We're celebrating all things 1985 with Stranger Things and New Coke. That's right. New Coke is back, but not for long. Get yours before it disappears again. Nobody wants New Coke. There's a reason it died. Coca-Cola, don't just... that People, when Crystal Pepsi came back... You know, for that brief moment. I had it. You know what? People actually did enjoy Crystal Pepsi. I did. It tasted weird compared to Pepsi. Like, is it, it totally was not Chris- different? It was not Pepsi. It was a... It was not Crystal It's like a citrusy something. It was not the caramel, because it wasn't caramel-based. Like, there was no yeah. caramel coloring and flavoring in it. It tasted like a sweeter... Yeah, like... A little tangier. Yeah, it was fine. I, I liked and Crystal Pepsi. When it come left... Come on, come on. It wasn't because people went, what the fuck is this shit? It just kind of faded out with time. Yep. New Coke, though, people went, what the fuck is this shit? People stopped drinking Coke. Fucking hell, Coke. So I'm glad that Dan has his exceptional Iron Man. Oh, yeah, Dan, what figure did you bring to Europe? Oh, uh, Sp- Symbiote Spider-Man. Symbiote Spider-Man did a European tour as well. Because he fit all of the criteria of a figure that I like. But I wouldn't really cry if, if he disappeared. <laughs> he was a Marvel legend, so <laughs> low. Was cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah cheap. Bring like one of these fucking Japanese things. Uh uh-uh. uh. Lose every piece. <laughs> By the time I get back, he, like he'll just be like a leg. Yeah. And even still, Dan was very paranoid about his his precious symbiote Spider Man. <laughs> like when the wind would kick up and he'd have him positioned on top of something over like a, a river. He's like, no, 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 Spider Man. You yeah. can't. You have to stay. Spider-Man was trying to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was pretty much Europe. Didn't play much in the way of video games because it was you know not really in the space to play it. And I forgot to bring my actual charger for my Nintendo Switch. So after like a week or so in airplane mode, it was out of juice, and the power outlets, the USB charging cable I brought, did not seem to want to give it enough juice to charge it. So I was a little disappointed. I didn't get to play more of a few things. But we played a little bit of the Capcom beat-em-up bundle. We beat Final Fight on the way back from from uh, Amsterdam. You know, Final Fight. Yeah. I might just order nanoblocks. Alright. <laughs> uh, they had a choo-choo train. Steam engine. Choo-choo train. 
I might have just ordered nanoblocks. <laughs> they might also have a huge fucking Titanic. That's no, no. With a with the iceberg in front of it. The, the the craziest figure thing that I saw recently was what Dan showed me that was Snake Mountain from He-Man. So they were doing a super premium yeah. Snake Mountain that is how big, Dan? Was it six feet? Eight feet? Here, let me just look. So it is a, like, this is not for kids to play with sort of thing. This is, I am insane and want my Masters of the Universe figures to be able to be displayed on this giant model of Snake Mountain that you would actually have to have a room dedicated to, to fit in. It is 36 inches tall and 45 inches wide when open. So 48 inches is... Four feet. Four feet by three feet. So three feet tall by four feet wide. So did they just alter the scale versus the old toy? Like No, they just tried to make it true scale. Yeah. So you There's can't use old, your old action figures. No, you can't. Oh, oh, now you can't. it's now it's now more it's actually to scale. Oh, okay, you know how like All the right. Technodrome isn't really as big as the Technodrome would be yeah. compared to those. They basically was like, why don't we just make Snake Mountain to, to actual still, scale versus the figures? Does it still have that part you could talk into and modulate your voice? How much is this again, Dan? Six hundred. Does it still come with a can of that really stinky slime that was in like yeah, toys it is back then? Six hundred dollars with a hundred fifty dollars shipping charge. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Or you can buy it on Big Bad Toy Store for eight hundred dollars and shipping? shipping is four dollars. <laughs> Pick your poison. Oh, with man. a one hundred sixty dollar non refundable down payment. Which one doesn't charge sales tax in Washington? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the real. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's why I like Newegg. It comes yeah. with demon with movable I they jaw. Started. Yeah, they Narrow did. Narrow bridge of red hot lava I haven't bought falls, from functioning trapdoor, real chains to shackle skeletors. Real change to shackle skeletors. Breakaway wall secret entrance, yeah. skeletors table and bone throne. Bone throne. Bone throne. Horrifying dungeon creatures. Uh-huh. But no, no mention of... Uh, and this is on... This is Where is this being sold? Uh, is it just a Hasbro? No. Is, this is, a, this Mattel, is a company right? called Super 7 that okay. have been making Masters of the Universe toys. I mean, yeah. I'm just glad I don't, I'm don't. i not into, like... Some, He-Man. He-Man, because that stuff gets super expensive. Yeah. And I don't think... I don't think they're that great. <laughs> like, it's not like... It's not like there's, like, a new He-Man that, like, is, like, super articulated and, like, oh, I'm so fucking cool. It's like, wow, that He-Man's creepy. Nah, they just, like... The, the Masters of the Universe collectors like collecting stuff that just looks like that stuff from the 80s. Hey, they don't want it to be like different. Hey, they had the most articulated the battle damage. His chest can yeah. roll around to yeah, show one damage. Scratch, I got two scratches. I'm healed. I still love that clip of the the battle cat, like when they're talking about how they're gonna make ve- they can't make vehicles for Masters of the Universe. So somebody, one of the guy, one of the guys who's like the head of the Masters of the Universe line is like, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. just. Yeah. Paint a cat. <laughs> Paint the cat with some stripes. Yeah. Put a saddle on it. I don't fucking care. I used to remember being six years old when my grandma bought me that and uh, being a little disappointed. I didn't say anything, but being a little disappointed that, like, to change from Cringer to Battle Cat, it's just you just put the armor on. Oh, yeah. 
but like cringer without. I mean, d- without the armor, he just he still has the same ferocious. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not cringer. That's not cringer. That's battle cat. That's battle cat naked. And he look and also deciding that he looks much better than the the, the head armor that would come with it because it looked it the was head like, armor looked goofy. Yeah, even in the cartoon it looked goofy. Oh, so yeah. like he was always when I would have him, no helmet. Yeah, it was just no helmet, saddle, no helmet. Yeah, saddle, no helmet. It's like one playing Mass Effect. You yeah, toggle off the helmet. Out. I forgot how he man would get strapped to it, but I think you I have to strap it. Could. I thought he just kind of sat no, on there. No, I thought there okay. was something that you... Was there a little belt on the I saddle? so. You might be right, yeah, because I, I had so. him, too. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't have too It wasn't Battle Cat, but wasn't it Skeletor's cat that had the fur, fuzzy... Like, one of those cats was fuzzy, as opposed to, like, smooth plastic. You might be right. I Honestly, I only had... I only had He-Man, Lockjaw, and then the guy with the three eyes. Or the, the, the thing that would turn. Yeah, the three-faced... I forget what his name was. Yeah, that's that's, that's actually the only He-Man toys that Triface? Was it just Triface? I don't I know. Remember. No, he had like an eye, and then you turned it, and then he had a different eye, and then you turned it, and he had a different eye. Triclops? Was it just Triclops? Triclops, maybe. Fucking how they named those guys, probably. Yeah, it's Triclops. Yeah, I only had those those three with the guys. goofy ass green armor. <laughs> yeah, that's the only three guys I had because I was mostly uh, God. Master Universe figures sucked, except for He Man. Hey, He Man looked cool. Are you talking crap about Trap Jaw? Yes. Actually, yeah, Trap 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 Jaw, not Lock Jaw. Trap Jaw was was actually a really cool figure. Beast Man. Trap Jaw was a cool figure because his because everybody looked the same. Oh yeah. But like since he had a different kind of arm. Yeah, you had that weird arm. Yeah, that, that you could like, put stuff in. Um, so that was kind of cool, and then I lost the accessories for like the the stuff to put to put into the arm. So I just imagined that his his arm is now a cannon because it just has a hole there. <laughs> so now I'm a cannon arm, and then his his mouth actually moved up and down. Uh, but I mean, I always kind of wish I had more. But like my mom, Moss Man, that's right. I remember that being a fuzzy figure. My mom only had so much so much money for gifts, so I always had to make the I always had to make the big. The big compromise is like, well, you could get more Masters of the Universe, or you could get more Transformers, but you're not going to get as many GI Joes because you have to you have to use that money for GI Joe. I mean, you know, and it's just like, no, mom, I'm all in on GI Joes. Yeah. I was all in on GI Joes. I mean, my best Christmas That's... as a kid was the I think I've told the story on the podcast before where I got the F-14 jet and the hovercraft for one during one Christmas. I dude, I. Like I have no idea how my parents, how my mom and my dad afforded that that year, but like it was, it was a glorious <laughs> Christmas because that hovercraft and that jet were not small toys either; they were big. That was the cool thing about the about GI Joe was that when they made a when they made a, a, a big toy, vehicle, when they made a vehicle like this vehicle is like almost at least feels to scale, mm-hmm. like that fucking space shuttle man. I always wanted that space shuttle. I mean, even though I I collected some of the later ones, like the they space made a shuttle was so cool. They made a Hummer that was actually really solid looking, like an yeah. ar- army looking Hummer, and I was like, you could fit like you could fit so many men on that car because it had the four seats, it had a gunner position. It had two guns on the side that were attached that could hold a figure each. And then there were pegs on the side of it as well that you could put two more figures on. She could basically fit like a dozen G.I. Joes yeah, on this one freaking vehicle. Well, you want to talk the real vehicle, that aircraft carrier. I know, right? <laughs> that thing nobody, which, nobody, That is a myth. The USS flag is not <laughs> does not exist. In it had her, to be big enough to hold the aircraft. In, uh, um, in uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. 
somebody had it, but most of the stuff was gone yeah. off of it. So it was like it was still like several hundred dollars. Yeah, but you, like because you could load also, that F fourteen on its on the that had a microphone too. Yeah, the big problem with that one, no kid had a room big enough for that. It also came. It was You'd in pieces to too. It was like three pieces, if I remember yeah. correctly. And that thing wasn't movable. No, <laughs> you just like push that around or something. That's a, basically a table. Yeah. It's a coffee table. Yeah, it's like six feet long. What's crazy is that how big the aircraft carriers are. It's not even to scale. No. Oh, yeah, oh, it's that tiny. That would sit on it and be as big as the yeah. flight deck. It's like... But it could um, go underground, right? Was, when it, was no, it, wasn't no, there no, an no, elevator? No, I no, thought no, there was no, an no, elevator. No. One of my favorite there vehicles... Was like storage. One of my favorite vehicles that's one of the simpler ones that G.I. Joe did was the... Um, it was the one that was also like a submarine, but it also looked like kind of like a, a plane. Like it was, oh god, what is it called? I'm trying to remember. Submarine plane. Uh, a flying car. Hey, we could get one used right now on eBay for four hundred twenty nine dollars. Jesus. There is a. Firm- there it is. I forget what it's called, but that's what it looked like, right? It had like the clear lid that went on top. Oh of yeah, it. yeah. Like I love that thing. See if you that say was the uh, weird, that was the weird all purpose. Like I feel like GI Joe. Like sometimes they would get lazy. The animators and like yeah, this could go in water too. I don't know. <laughs> They're like yeah, I kind of don't want to draw another plane. This could go in water. I did have a really cool like uh, <laughs> cigarette boat looking thing for Cobra that was red and had yellow guns on it, but it fl- it actually did float as well. Yeah, it was like a speedboat. Yeah, it was like a speedboat. Yeah, I had that one. That was a cool vehicle. I yeah, the two one. guns, like, you kind of moved and they yeah. could go, like, yeah, I had that one. I think, so, that I had that, and then I had, like, one of the later um, bomber planes that they had. It looked like an A-10, well, not the A-10 Warthog, but kind of like it. But it The Rattler had, like, was the, the A-10. Yeah, but it just had, like, a ton of bombs on it. It was, like, it, it was like in the cartoons. Was it, like, was it maybe a Joe once. vehicle or a Cobra? It was a Joe vehicle. So it, did it have the, the wings that were front like Something this? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I had that one, too. Yeah, it had, like, 20 bombs. Like you could Didn't put, it have, like, a propeller on the back of it, too? Something like that. Yeah, I, I had that as well. That was, that was the only, well, and then I had, like, some Cobra, like, track vehicle like for like one person at one point i had two of those hummers and i i I think i still have one in my case that i have with my gi joe figures um i always wanted to have the 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 both both of the tanks the his tank and his tank and whatever the joe Joe one was and then that weird like that weird one where like um i forget if it was like rock and roll or somebody would sit on top of like of like the like basically like the armored personnel carrier vehicle, but then that thing could like Oh yeah, move. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I always wanted those. And then, I always and loved then the main helicopter, like the regular human the Wild helicopter. Bill. I had the Wild Bill helicopter at one point when I was growing up because I had Wild Bill. Dude, I like that was I was all in on G.I. Joe. Like I got lucky. Rich kid, man. I, hey, I was all in. I I would get four but the, figures. But the sad thing <laughs> the sad thing about that though is that like I lost all of that stuff. Like all of my original GI Joe stuff somehow got lost at one point, and I'm I'm bummed because I didn't throw it away. I think it was just like it might have been in my dad's house, one of my dad's apartments, and you know he just he moved a lot, so it was yeah, it was a bummer. But uh, all my figures, uh... it's called the Shark S H A R C with periods after every letter. My uh, oh yeah, everything with acronym. Yep. Um, my. Uh... My G.I. Joes were lost to on the altar of, like, you should give these to your cousin when you're going to college. But I don't your cousin, And I was just like, no. At that point, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm out of here. Grown I'm going to go fucking have sex and smoke weed in college. I don't fucking yeah. care about... 
I don't care about you, Snake Eyes, or Tomax and Zaymot. Nowadays, about yeah, nowadays, Tomax and Zaymot are... Oh, they're gone. Yep. Came back, I came back from, like, a year in college, because I was just like, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> the cool thing about the helicopter, the G.I. Joe one, is that it had a button on it that would make the rotor spin around, too. That was dope. I had, like, a full... I had, like, a whole shoebox with just figures. Like, filled to the brim of just figures. Also, uh, the the one I like... They all didn't have thumbs. The cool... the cool. I think the coolest, like, the cheaper vehicles, the smaller ones, was... It was that shark, but it was also that weird, like, hover... T- like, little one-man, like, um, airfoil kind of flying vehicle that the Joes had uh, that had the, the turbines on the back so it could vertically take off. That and the Cobra Bubble that was the hover yeah, vehicle. the bubble would have been cool. Cobra always had really good... They had, they had great... They also whoever, had their, whoever their engineers were, they had great engineers. They also had their crazy, like, oh, we made a hang glider. That's one. Of, that was one of the vehicles. The Cobra vehicles was that crazy hang glider with well, the wacky like, camo. Yeah, was it the Rattler where it's just like, it's it's an A-10, but there's also a thing on the back that like oh, yeah. flies off. But also it took off vertically because the, yeah. the wings could turn. Like, yeah, those the, Cobra engineers, man. Oh, yeah, they, they fucking had some great they're, ideas. They're ahead of their time. Yeah. Anyways. Unfortunately, they're gentle-led by complete yeah. incompetence. Well, they also spent all their money on, like, innovation. They didn't spend it on any kind of armor, so those things just blew up. Yep. Fucking Duke looked at uh, his tank wrong. This thing would just explode. <laughs> a laser comes near it, and it yeah. just explodes. <laughs> but luckily, all of the Cobra guys who were in it were able to get out before oh, yeah, it exploded. yeah, of course, because it's war. Yeah. We don't want to kill people. No, no. We're not here to kill people. We're here to destroy ordnance constantly. Hundreds of millions of dollars of ordnance. Yeah, you always wondered where Cobra like manufactured these things in gi- the giant <laughs> circular base thing that they had that you could the buy. Terradrome. Yeah, is that what it was called? Was it the Terradrome? The one that was always in the swamp. Uh, is that what? Yeah, the, yeah. the big circular the thing. Okay. Or Terradome, something like that. Was that was that um, Destro's place? I forget. No, I think that was Cobra's legit place. Destro had another had, had his own stuff. Fucking Death Stroke. Uh, Joe. Speaking of 80s TVs and cartoons, I watched Bumblebee on the flight back from Europe. That was okay. It wasn't bad. How was Aquaman? Because we both, we watched, both Aquaman. watched Aquaman. Oh, At boy. Different points. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not the best. It was... It, it, I'm was, betting it's better than Batman v Superman. Oh, yes. Oh, I, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Like, I will I was, say this. Everyone looked like they were having fun with it for the most part. Yeah, it seemed fun. Like... Jason Momoa is like, he's invested. He did not seem like he was kind of breezing through it. Like, you got the sense that Ben Affleck or even Henry Cavill were during some of the Justice League portions. Just kind of boring. It just, yeah, the plot was not very interesting. I mean, it was just like, hey, Aquaman, you got to become the king. I would say the underwater fights were a little better than I thought they would be. Yeah. Like, I thought they looked really stupid in the... the They had an octopus rocking out on drums at one point. Yeah. They had a big giant kraken looking thing that was seemed pretty menacing. Manta. Black Manta, yeah. Who's a pirate who basically yeah. Although they just kinda squandered him as a villain, basically. Yeah, he just showed up and then like got Aquaman kicked his ass spoilers. and then spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> he's out of the movie at like the two thirds mark. He sh- he shows a, it, there's a there's the implication in the beginning. They're like, oh, guess who this is going to be if you pay attention, and then thirty you know thirty five minutes in, forty minutes in, it's like, oh look, he's here, and then he's gone. And you're like, wait, what? That's like a major Aquaman villain. And all right, well, whatever. Um, he's here. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's in that movie, 
as one of the kings of the under of the underwater kingdoms. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe is in this movie, playing like it, like henchman, uh, you know, sidekick. Like I am here to help train and help out the Aquaman as best I can. Um, I mean, Amber Heard is the love interest, and none of that stuff seemed to work at all. Like it just seemed ham fisted and. Oh, like, is that who she was? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's fine. That's just, you know. Um, and then the guy from Watchmen, Patrick Wilson, I think is the actor's name, played Aquaman's brother, Orm. Um, Django Fett plays Aquaman's dad. Nicole Kidman is Aquaman's Man, mom. I would have. Kidman is wondering what happened to her career. No, Nicole Kidman can't feel anything in her face anymore because she's had far too much work done on it. So you get one expression from Nicole Kidman. Smooth the tightness. It's smooth. It's just it's, there's unmoving. Um, but yeah, that movie's also really long. It's like two and a half hours, and you're just like Jesus. And probably feels longer than that. No, no, it did not feel like extra, extra long. It just felt like they were trying to cram too much into it. They, like I said, that whole Black Manta stuff could have just been not in that movie, and it would have been fine. Um, also, why is Aquaman the only person who can talk to the fish? I thought other Atlanteans could talk to fish. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, that like, could be a real weird thing. plot point. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I yeah, don't yeah. know. That could be like a thing yeah. from the comics. I have no idea. I don't know that much about Aquaman. And he wore the costume. Yeah, sure. he looked like he, you know, he looked, he looked the part. I was expecting him to do a haka at one point, just you know, because that's what those actors do. Or maybe that's just more The Rock. The Rock's the doing rock, that yeah. in the new trailer, the new trailer. for Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, but yeah, Bumblebee's alright. It's it, You know, you see all your Gen 1 Transformers. Bumblebee's actually a, a, a bug in this movie, so that was nice. It's not a Michael Bay joint? No. John Cena's kind of a jerk throughout the movie, which is a weird turn. Cause you're like, no, I don't. I'm supposed to, you're supposed to like John Cena. Was he teaching some thugonomics? No, no, he was just a military man, straight up military. Man. So this was a prequel to the Marine. There are triple changers in this movie. Um, Optimus Prime shows up at some point. He makes his cameos. Sound waves in it. I don't wait too much about a Transformers. It's, I will say this: it's probably the best Transformers movie. So that's not is it better than the animated movie no nothing's better okay, than the okay good movie. good although there is a section where they play you got the touch cause they you know makes sense yeah this is definitely the movie made for people who liked the 80's Transformers stuff um it seems like it's like yeah we liked it too here we go I can actually tell when the what the Transformer as in the difference between the Transformers and the Decepticons they actually show the Transformers fighting each other you can actually keep track of who's what when they're fighting each other. So, did you play any video games, John? Did I play any video games? No. I mean, not on the trip, but this last week I played a couple different things. Um, I've been playing the two games that are the new hotness right now among all of the the uh, internet celebrities that we follow, the journos. So you're playing Fallout 76? No. And you're playing Fortnite? No. I'm not talking about Twitch streamers, Kevin. I'm talking about respected gaming journalists such as Daniel Dwyer and some of the Giant Bomb guys. I have played uh, more of this, of of Void Bastards, which is pretty cool because it's on Game Pass, so it's part of my subscription. Um, That game is pretty cool. It is run-based. 
um, but it does have like an overarching story to it. Um, your characters have random traits whenever they're crea- whenever they're generated after you die on a run. Um, the upgrades that you make for the character like persist. So like any weapons you unlock, any like armor or any other. So it's rogue legacy. Kind of. It, I mean, it, it does have that that aspect to it. However, the progression through the the actual levels in the game because you're basically on a ship um, going from waypoint to waypoint, similar to FTL where each of the ships you can dock at, they have... And then from that point, it goes into a first-person perspective. Um, you know, you have shooter, first-person shooter controls. Um, there's environmental effects. Uh, there's a bit of stealth involved with it. Um, but the art style is really good. It's very comic book-looking, um, even in motion. It has the, like, when you're running, it's got, like, the cool, like, comic book lines to indicate that your character's going fast. Um, going fast. The smoke effects in it are pretty cool. Like they actually are very hindrance, uh, big hindrance when you're trying to get through some of these ships because some of the effects on the ships are like lots of smoke. So it makes it hard to actually find what you're looking for, which is basically supplies in each of these ships. Um, the enemy design is cool looking. Um, yeah, it plays really well, and it's I, I haven't progressed too far into it, but I played a couple hours, done maybe about a dozen or so runs. Um, still haven't gotten the first objective, which is to get an ID card. But that's mostly because whenever I play these games, I always have the mindset of trying to get my character upgraded a lot before I start pr- tackling the quote-unquote story. So I've been looking for materials to get upgrades as opposed to just going along the path to get to the next story beat. Um, but I, I'm enjoying it, and like I said, since cool. it's part of Game Pass, I don't have to make any investment other than my small subscription price for it. Uh, in addition, this morning I actually booted up um, The Outer Wilds, which is the other game that is on the pulse of the world. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a, my brain's a little idle. Uh, so yeah, The Outer Wilds. The hot new. The hotness. The new hotness. The trending game. Trending yeah. gamer. There we go. Trending game. Um, I basically just got through the tutorial mission, or the tutorial planet, which is where you start, and then explored like maybe one other planet. Um, but that's got an interesting tone. Uh, it definitely gives me a, like a, almost a No Man's Sky vibe when they're like, hey, you're going out into space. You're going to go explore some stuff. Yeah, it's like on like a 30 minute timer, isn't it? Because of the the sun. Oh, oh, is that? Okay, I didn't read that. Um, but yeah, it does seem like it's, yeah, basically the world is constantly moving. Like your planetary system that you're in is constantly like progressing. Um. But yeah, I got through the tutorial stuff, figured out the you know the, the zero G controls, and and then got into my ship and took off from the planet, uh, and then landed on the moon. Um, looked around there a little bit. I died going to the next planet. Oh, you started playing this too? Yeah, I bought it when we cool. Back. Um, yeah, I fell from space and then I fell onto the planet and then I died. I was <laughs> like, that was terrifying. Oh no! Because <laughs> it was like. Oh, your ship is cracked. You go outside and fix it. I go outside and my ship is just floating away. <laughs> I'm like, no ship, no. No, 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 no. And then it caught, caught in the gravity of the planet and it accelerated faster into the thing. And I'm trying to get into this ship while it's falling into the oh, planet. Oh, no. And then I just, like, smash into the surface and it's like, you're dead. I was like, oh, well, that's that then. I mean, that tutorial stuff's pretty cool. Like, actually exploring the planet, talking to all the people on there. And then it has that weird, like, you know, oh, there's an ancient civilization that you're going to go learn about. Um, how much have you played, Dan? I didn't. I had not realized you had started playing It'd be this. like so. 30 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It, I like the design. The 
I'm just I need to I still need to play more to figure out what the actual gameplay loop is going to be. Yeah, it seems okay. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been playing this week, Dan? Uh, I have played quite a bit of Stellaris. I, I heard this. <laughs> uh, me, Rick, and uh, Bryce have been playing. Um, yeah, that game is actually a lot better than I remember. I don't know, maybe they just changed a bunch of stuff, but, but, uh, yeah, just basically subjugating alien races to, uh, to my civilization. Well, our federation. Your federation. The hot joiner federation. (laughs) Because when you, when you join, when you join the multiplayer thing, it says hot joining. Hot joining. (laughs) Yeah, so we're the hot joiners. Nice. Um... How, so I gotta ask, how does the multiplayer in that work with like? So is it all real time, or is it everybody takes a turn simultaneously? No, it's just whatever the speed it's going. Okay. So, so you can change the speed and okay. pause it and stuff, but we just keep it at the lowest speed and just keep on going. Okay. And only pause if we absolutely need to. But uh, so it just kind of keeps on advancing. You gotta kind of be a little bit quick about, not super quick, because it's just advancing like a day at a time. Yeah. A day a second, basically. So you gotta be quick, but not. It's not like you're just like flying through. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have like. We basically um, are gearing up for a, the the big intergalactic war because we made our federation and then we invaded a another sector of space because the guys kept like insulting us and then everybody was like upset that we invaded these guys and us don't come at the king. <laughs> but now, now that now. The remnants of that civilization have been picked up by like another federation, and I feel like we're heading towards the the big one, the the, the grand galactic war to end all galactic yeah. wars. So my I am playing uh, Cthulhu people. We are basically the squid people. We are called the the blessed kraken. Uh, nice, that's a good name. Did you is that auto generated? Did you that, okay? Yeah, it's yeah, good. You can make you can make your own alien race. We are we are very religious. Uh, we are environmentalists. Oh, that's good. But we are authoritarian. Oh. Yeah, so the dear leader... Is the dear leader. ...expects us to take care of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're also a bit warlike. And then uh, Rick is playing the cat people. Wow. The Mer- the Mer- Mercanian or something. I forgot what he called it. But, uh, yeah, they are the cat people, and they are extremely warlike. <laughs> Uh, Bryce is the uh, Bryce is the the space dragons or space fairy dragons. Space fairy dragons. Yeah, they just have little wings and then they're floating around and they kind of look like fairy dragons, I guess. That's cool. And they're like super uh, scientist. He's experimenting in genetic modification right now, which you can make other you can make other new and improved uh, alien species of yourself or other ones. That live in your universe or live in your. So you're hoping space. to make even more authoritarian, uh, kraken men. <laughs> if we were playing like for real, I would be like, I'd be like, this is an abomination upon God, and we must fight you now. But because he's Bryce, you're not going to do that. You're going to. Yeah, I mean, we put it on easy, so it's like it's not like super hard. Um, but yeah, that game's a lot of fun. There's cool. a lot of stuff to it. I mean, like learning the game. But once you kind of have the have like kind of idea of how things work, it's not too. It's still complicated, but it's not like impossible. Like it's actually, it's actually probably a easier. It's a more busy loop than Crusader Kings, but probably easier to get your mind around because it, it seems like it's more trying to be a game rather than a realistic simulation of of like a lot of politics. There is politics, but it's not super crazy. 
We just finally abolished slavery. Oh, good. <clears throat> we were we always had the option for slavery because we were authoritarian. Yeah. We never actually enacted any slavery. Oh, okay. But uh, a lot of people disliked that we had the option. I'm just dropping everything. <laughs> a lot of people disliked that we had the option for slavery. Uh, we always kept it open. Yeah, yeah. They're like, how dare you keep the option open? But I we don't have that, any I slaves. That was unfair. Yeah. That's... And so they died to my rail guns and ion cannons. A little unfair characterization that you must be vaporized in the name of space. Space, space Cthulhu? Yeah, Space Cthulhu. <laughs> um, but we finally abolished it, so, you know, bygones people. Good on you, good on you. We also abolished uh, the policy of purging, which we've never enacted, but we kept the option open. You can, you can purge, you can basically purge things that you've conquered or just even your own people, either by forcing them to... Uh, to to uh, to emigrate or or by destroying them. That's fucked up, man. Hey, man. All I'm saying is that we took over this other place uh-huh. and like half of this other empire and half of the people that live in my space empire are not the space squid. They're damn fucking foreigners. Build a wall in space. Yeah. Well, we need the resources, but I know tariffs. Think, yeah. Tariffs. So they're not full citizens. Now the cat people from Rick. We just enacted a law that they are full citizens. They can serve in the military at okay. any degree, yeah. um, even officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the, scary dragons? They don't seem to want to ever live in my place. My people live. My people are like all over his shit. Uh-huh. But like nobody, none of the space dragons have come over to live in my spot. So that's that's weird. Um, is I think, it? I think. Is it though? I think they're kind of racist. We have the most biggest military. Did you just say most biggest? Most biggest military. It's huge. It's huge. Um, uh, The funny thing is, is that, uh, so the the race, I forgot what they look like, but the race that we just took over, well, not completely took over, but we took over their, their, we took over their home capital planet. You you keep talking mess, you're going to get bombed, right? They kept talking mess. Uh We didn't even do anything. We were just like doing our own thing and they're just like... This plant, this star system actually belongs to us. And I was just like, no, it doesn't. We've been living here since the beginning of Space Jesus. Like, you can't just say that you live here now. And then they're like, we insult you. You're our rival. And I was like, fair game. Now your home planet, your home system, your home world, where you originated from, is now ours. And And now your people are more happy under our stuff. But they're not full citizens. No, how dare they? They have rights. Uh-huh. They have they have just as many rights, but they cannot become leader. They cannot vote, and they cannot serve as officers in the military. Now we draft them into the military. Oh fucking yeah! Yeah, you're gonna fight. So the, the Terran invasion <laughs> army because you have to make you make spaceships, but uh-huh. you also have to make people that occupy the yeah. planets. So like half of our half of our land base army is them. Is them. Mm-hmm. So they go in first. So you're saying they have the right to die? Yeah. Yeah, serving the one true god of the space, space and Cthulhu. Time. <laughs> space Cthulhu. Is it not obvious? Yeah. <laughs> it's written on the board. Yeah, yeah. I also, I also got the ability to um, uh, claim uh, worlds as sacred. Sacred worlds uh, cannot be built upon, but we get bonuses through like unity and, yeah. and worship and those kind of things. Now, what if somebody blows up one of your sacred worlds? Would that be bad? 
It would be very bad. <laughs> Has anyone tried to attack one of your very, sacred worlds or bad. colonize one of your sacred worlds? We haven't worlds? found the right one yet. Okay, we, I get I get to I get to mark three. Oh, but you haven't marked one yet. I haven't, I haven't oh, marked okay. one yet. We have not okay. found one worthy. Worthy of the. There was one we were looking at a desert planet that we didn't want to live on, and then it was like the 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 option was like this would probably not make for a good sacred world, and I was like, true, true. We don't even want to live there. No. Maybe if we can terraform it, because yeah. the because the space dragons have taught us how to terraform things. <laughs> the space fairy dragons. The space fairy dragons are like the e- like they're the most evil because they're just like hey we got some technology here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they're the worst because they're the ones who give you give all the evil people the technology to subjugate the rest of the galaxy. All I'm saying is that we have I mean technically it wasn't a defensive war uh-huh. we did invade them but they spent like a millennia. Like upsetting us and claim and making claims on half of our systems. So yeah. I don't know. You want the bull, you get the horns, but fucking like you can't be like, oh, we don't have you. You're a fu- you suck. You're fucking terrible. We hate your space, Jesus. Don't 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 hate space, Cthulhu. Yeah. That's wrong. We also get to build a Federation fleet. Which costs which, no upkeep. Which is just the, the yeah. UN, basically the UN fleet type. Thing. Uh, and then the president of the Federation gets to control it, which is me. Because I have the biggest army. Whoever has the biggest the biggest military might uh, is the... elected president. So I am president for life until until yeah. I have so much military. more military yeah. than the other than than than, than Rick and Bryce. Of course you do, because they're concerned about socio socio issues. Rick wants issues. to, but like uh, he has to fix his economy. See, like <laughs> we're we also have Space Wall Street in our in our. Uh, well, like the galactic trade marketplace uh-huh. was built on one of our places. So um, after after the war, and uh, we realized so many of these other alien races uh, went on the side of those guys, uh, the Wakegi. Yeah, that's what they're called, the Wakegi. Um, I decided to close my borders to all of them. No more coming through. No more coming through Space Wall Street. We don't need your money. You don't even. You don't even love. I mean, I know you just laughed like, ho, oh, squid god, ha, ha, ha. We tolerated that shit. No more. No more. Uh-huh. He is sacred upon us. Uh-huh. It is not obvious that he is a divine being. <laughs> Dan is a space squid. We are a space squid. We are Kraken. <laughs> so Stellaris. Stellaris. Stellaris is pretty cool. That's cool. Because it's kind of like Crusader Kings. I forgot how deep like the customization part is because you can customize your ship's because basically yeah, you're researching all kinds that, of yeah. different weapons. Um, I just have it on auto, like whatever the best set yeah. of weapons. But you can make, you know, whole fleets of just like missile dudes or rail guns or ion cannons and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's about all I played. A little bit of Outer Worlds or Outer, Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. That's not out yet. A mm-hmm. um, uh, little bit of Mord How. Uh, Dragon's Dogma. Played a little bit of Dragon's Dogma and also realized how much like I hate that beginning, so at some point I'll probably keep playing it, but yeah. it's a little hard to control on the Switch. Yeah? I kind of feel like maybe I should play this on T. Or what if you use the Pro Controller with problem. it? Well, like, that I might mean, help? Yeah, maybe it helps. I, I was wondering. Maybe it helps, but yeah. like if I'm just doing handheld mode, yeah. which is kind of the advantage, kind of hard. They can make a new Switch with like the handheld mode like a little bit more comfortable. For like more intense games, sure. more intense action games. I feel weird when I was playing Katana Zero on that thing in handheld mode with the the Joy Cons feeling like they were flexing a little bit, and I was like, nope, Mm-mm. don't like this. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna just snap it yeah. in half. Yep. 
that's about it. Cool. Kevin, aside from your nanoblock adventures, what have you been doing in our in, during our absence these past several weeks? Have you played any video games? So, have you heard of Marvel Puzzle? No. No? Okay. So I've been playing CrossCode still. Yeah. That game is very long. I only play, like, one day per week. Yeah. Uh, this has been going on since, like, the first, like, Thursday of this year. Yeah. I've only missed a couple weeks. Yeah. I've played some bonus But you're taking days. your time with it, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's a good game. Yeah. There, some of the challenge parts can be a little annoying. Some of the puzzles can be a little frustrating because it wants, it's best played with a analog joystick. But some of the aiming that you have to do for puzzles, so you have to shoot very, very perfect aim. Mm -hmm. And the perfection of the aim, things start moving. And you have to do some more aiming while moving to a new spot, while pulling some things. And some of that's kind of bullshit. Like, some of it, you know what you're doing, but your aim is just like one pixel off. Because the aim is very precise, what you need. That stuff's lame. But when you solve, like, a puzzle that's not bullshit like that, and you solve it entirely on your own, that feels so good. Cool. Like, it does one thing that, um, oh, what was that game? You are... Not alone. No, the... Are... That puzzle game. Or Baba is You. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So... You are not ready. So, Baba is You was really fun, except that thing ramped up so high... When you could solve a new puzzle, you felt really good. Oh, yeah. But it was so frustrating, every new puzzle, because each one was so much higher in difficulty. There wasn't the good ramp up. This game, CrossCode, gives you a little better ramp up. So when you solve a tricky puzzle, it doesn't take you forever, and it feels really good still. Cool. Like, it's enough of a ramp up that each one's a challenge, yeah. but you still learn shit each time. I mean, that's that's the, the mercurial thing about a lot of games, is the how do you incorporate lessons, teaching lessons about how to play the game, and then allow the users to apply that as they go through further and further levels. Like, that's why Mario is such a a <clears throat> shining example of like that type of gameplay. It's like you hey, play one one, it's easy. Yeah. You play eight four, it is a motherfucker. But and you, in between, all you're that, getting better. Yeah, all of that you've learned up to that point. Or like Mario Odyssey, it's like, hey, we're going to introduce this mechanic of you throwing a hat and getting on this type of enemy, and you're never going to be able to do any of this pro strat. No. God, like watching people do YouTube videos. Oh, God, like. yeah, watching that speed run from the last uh, Games Done Quick of Mario Odyssey and just that guy moving around that world, I'm just like, I what? I think once, once I got to do that thing twice. Yeah, the, the throw the throw hat. The hat like, jump on it and then throw the hat again uh-huh, and jump on uh-huh. it. And, like, that was the most. And when you did it, you felt like a goddamn hero, but. So CrossCode has something kind of similar to that where on... On Steam, one of the community guides is how to do this special thing where, because it's a lot of parkour based. There's a lot of jumping from platform to platform in really cool ways. Mm -hmm. So one of the challenges is how to get from point A to B when um, it's very long and complex. But meanwhile, you might be able to jump across a gap if you use a certain technique where you will dash in, you will jump 
you will put up your shield and you could dash out of that and then you could like alter your movement and Well it's similar to that fucking Celeste weird. strategy where they're like, Oh, you dash at the ground diagonally and you super launch yourself. Though I got kinda good at that. But way. I mean still, like that's one of those things where you're just like, Wait, what? How is that a Oh, at least that one it made a little more sense how to do it than like Mario you you throw the hat you jump on it then you have to hit this button while hitting this button you could spin and throw your hat again and then you just chain that infinitely wow. what what the wow. Wow. Woohoo! Mexico Mexico so wait what Mexico damn it, damn it Mario welcome to Mexico City Speaking of Mexico, or I should say Mexico, sure. I played a game that was in beta. Yeah, Kevin was telling me that there's a game in, that was in beta, Dan, on the phone. They just canceled the beta. Like, they ended it, not canceled, they concluded the beta completed, it. completed, yes. Which was sad. I had two weeks. I looked through all the material. It said, you cannot share pictures or video of this game. There was no talk of you cannot talk about this game. What game is this, Kevin? So Mario Kart is coming to the phone. Mario Kart Tour. And it's kind of really fucking good. Yeah, you basically said it's Mario Kart on the phone. Yeah, so you do not have speed control. It's always full acceleration. You do not have, um, well, there's a little bit of auto steer. So it, one thing that's kind of annoying is you cannot, if you see, you know, on some courses you'll have off in the dirt will be like a jump or something. Yeah. You cannot steer off the course to those. It's only if you approach at the correct angle, maybe hit a mushroom while doing it, mm-hmm. that you'll be able to break through the auto steer. Which it's is less forgiving with those, then, is what it seems like. You've got to actually be on target, whereas in Mario Kart proper, like, you could fo- brute force You could your fuck way around. To, yeah, you could brute force your way to those types of shortcuts. So, that's kind of annoying. Other than that, it has the red sparks and the blue sparks from the drifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got the items. Mm-hmm. It has all sorts of different drivers. It has carts. Of plenty, it has the different gliders. Those all affect how each stage goes. Hmm. It has stages from the game, so like Luigi's Mansion, that Donkey Kong Jungle tour, or whatever. Like, so are these the same as what was on the Switch version of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? It is okay. the same. Okay, which is really cool. Yeah, like I kept playing that Donkey Kong one with the dinosaur that stomps yeah. down, and inside the cave, there's the water, the yeah. geysers, and yeah. shit. It's all of that. The music is all of the music from nice. the game. It Did is, they announced that this was going to be free-to-play? I forget. Or is this going to be a So it is a free-to-play. Okay. Because it has some very free-to-play... Mechanics. Mechanics. Okay. So it has energy. Mm-hmm. So you go through a race, and that will take one heart. You get five hearts. They refill pretty quick, like... At the most, you go through five races, and you might have to stop for, like, ten minutes. Oh, unless you want to spend virtual currency. That's, that's still not bad at all. Although, then you only get one more race before another ten minutes. But, like, every hour or so, you could play, like, five races conceivably, yep. right? Yeah. And it controls real smooth, so when the game, when a race first starts, it does that usual thing of showing the, like, cinematic view of yep. the whole course. You tap on screen to get to the, you know, start line. It counts down three. Once it hits two, you just hold down on the screen. That's your boost start. Sure. You get that still. 
And then as you're going, if you touch the screen, no, like how far you move your finger left or right is how much you steer. The steer is a little less than like precision because it has to have a little allowance for it being just a touch screen. If you have an item, you tap on the screen or swipe up or swipe down and you'll either use the item default or, or toss or it behind or yeah. back. Every character has their special items. So, like, for example, uh, Waluigi and um, Wario. Wario have dual bombs. Mm. Uh, Mario and Luigi have the Fire Flower. Okay. The Kid Mario, you know, Baby yeah. Mario, Baby Luigi have boomerangs. There's a heart shield for the princesses. Mm. It's got, like, the whole roster from... from Card 8 Deluxe. Yep. Yeah. Including, like, the Koopa Kids and all of that. Mm-hmm. All your friends are here. All of my friends are here. And so as you play through, you'll level up each cart, each um, glider, and each racer. And so the way it works is each cart, racer, and glider has a point value. As you level up, the points go up. And so when you finish a course, you want to get first place, but the ultimate thing you want is you want enough points for five stars. So each course is worth um, zero to five stars. And... The stars are what you use to progress to the next cup, to unlock things. You also get gifts based off of how many stars you get. So when you get enough stars for a gift, it will give you some free-to-play currency or maybe a new racer or something like that. And then um, each course is going to have three tiers of um, drivers, racer, or drivers, cars, and gliders. The top tier means it's a favorite. So this course is a favorite for this person. So Luigi, for example, on Luigi uh, Luigi's Mansion, that is his favorite. So he's on top tier. So if you're a top tier racer, you get three item slots. If you're a bottom tier, you only get one. So, you know, when you run over a question mark, how many items are you getting from it? You obviously want a top tier. So it encourages you to actually change up who you're playing as based on the course you're playing. Exactly. Which is interesting for a Mario Kart game because it's never really... It's always been find the best one and you you do it. Like, I mean, like... Even though you might not be optimized for it, like you can still who's win your much who's the guy you click with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so on this, it's more of all right. So you pick whoever is most appropriate. You'll get more points based off of if they're a top tier for that course. Okay, yep. So it encur- yeah, it definitely encourages you then. And for your car, it's do you get a speed boost or not? So you get a higher top speed the higher the tier you are. Oh. Glider is. Are you going to just get, like, I don't know, mushrooms and banana peels? Or are you going to pick up, like, boomerangs and blue shells and your special? So the glider is how good of shit you're going to get. The higher the glider tier, the better the shit you get from a question mark brick. And so you start the race, it adds up the points for your driver, your cart, and your glider. As you go through, as you do things like the longer your hang time is when you're in glider mode, so, you know, you... drag down on the screen to raise your nose and extend the flight. You can also aim for, like, pipes that might be shooting air currents out of it. You might want to hit, like, on the Donkey Kong one, remember, after the glider part, there's a dinosaur's head over a bridge. Hit that dinosaur's head, and you can actually get a jump off of it to continue gliding further. You get more points for that. You get more points for everything you do that fucks up people. Mm-hmm. So if you hit someone with a item, 
you get points. You also get points for doing the red sparks or the blue sparks. And then what place you are will be points. And it's higher points if you're doing the 150 or 100cc versus the 50cc. There's also the 200cc. I did not get a chance to try that. That one's crazy as fuck. Yeah, nobody wants to. But, like, it is Mario Kart, just with a different type of reward where you're going for points rather than first place. There's a lot of courses I got first place, and I was only getting, like, three stars out of five. And then once you unlock a new course or a new cup, it makes you wait for, um, like, two hours for it to build, which is kind of weird. You have to get the stars, and then you still have to wait for it, and you can't pay to, like, expedite. You have two um, currencies. One you can get in the game, and that'd be coins. So as you run over coins while racing, you collect those and you earn money. There's also emeralds. I guess Sonic showed up with Chaos Emeralds and all that. For every five emeralds you get, you could take one pole on the warp pipe. Or if you get 45 emeralds, you could get ten poles. Because, you know, buy nine, get one free. The warp pipe is where you get a random something out of it. A driver, a cart, or a glider. You can get duplicates. If you get duplicates, then it will partially level up. So if you get, let's say, two, um, so you start with Mario. Let's say you pull the warp pipe, you get another Mario. He's now one point up to level two. You get another, he's now level two. Each level costs one more, you know, duplicate than the previous level did. Mm -hmm. It'll give you things like, hey, if you hit someone with fireballs, if you're Mario, you're going to get coins. Mm -hmm. You'll get some free money from it. So it does have that free-to-play stuff. Mm -hmm. You could buy emeralds once the real game comes out. And then you could use coins to buy one of three things that's in the shop. They cycle every day, I think it is. So, you know, it's like, hey, for today, using coins, you can actually, instead of a random pull on the pipe, you could get this one cart. I know. I know. Pulling on that pipe. Oh, fuck. I got pull. Let me pull that pipe. All right. So I got a couple questions. Or at least... One question that I know you probably can't answer, and one question that is probably self-evident. It's Mario Kart, so the rubber banding that is that is a constant in Mario Kart. It is, is I'd it say it's better than I have actually seen it on any Mario Kart. I think part of that is because first place doesn't matter as much as your points. Sure. So they're probably letting you off easy with right. that. But... It's not nearly as bad as what I've seen, and also blue shell bullshit is a lot less than I've seen. It actually feels more fair, and it's a game based on predatory free-to-play things. And so the other question I have is, I'm wondering, is with the the game being the way it is, I wonder if it will support controllers if they're connected via Bluetooth, because that would be another good thing. That would be really cool if they do. um, Because I'm assuming this is coming to iOS, and... Probably in, not if there's like if it's just like auto auto uh, acceleration and stuff. Yeah. Although it could be kind of good for just the steering. Yeah. Mm. I mean that, that's why I was wondering because especially with the recent announcement with iOS's thing where they're going to actually support uh, Xbox One and PS4 controllers on their on the Ooh. next iOS update, it'd be interesting to see because I know you can already do you can pretty much pair any Bluetooth controller with the Android. Yep. So it would be interesting to see if that is if they do support controllers on that game. Because, you know, I'm not a big touchscreen fan when it comes to controls for games like that. Like, my games in touch... in My phone games generally consist of puzzle games or, you know, 
um, narrative type stuff where it doesn't really require fine motor skills or precise movement. Oh, so one other thing, going off of the free-to-play stuff, which actually does good for this game. So, you know, the whole point of a mobile game is you want people to keep playing it. You want them to come back. So one bad thing with that is the progression. So each cup is three races, so three tracks, and then like a little mini challenge thing. And the challenge thing will be like drive through rings as you go around the track. If you happen to get through five rings, you pass. But if you get through more rings, you're going to get a bigger prize. You're always going to get three stars. It's three out of three. But then you might, hey, you got... Oh no, five rings, you needed five, you're also getting ten coins. Oh, you also went through fifteen rings, you're going to get um, the ten coins and a twenty coin. Oh, you went through like all the rings, you're also going to get fifty additional coins. Cool. So, they do kind of have things go, um, the cup progression, when you first start, if it remains this way after beta, the first cup you go through in no time. Second cup, you go through no time. Third cup, you go through in no time. Fourth cup, did you get like five stars on everything because you cannot afford the next cup? And then the cup after that is going to require a ridiculous amount of stars. Like, it starts being slow progression. But the one thing they do to make it a little better, they give you challenges. There's standard challenges, and then there's weekly challenges. And the challenges will be things like... A baby, you want a baby driver to pick up a total of 200 coins. So it's like, hey, we're encouraging play as baby Mario, play as baby Luigi, baby Peach, baby Rosaline, you know, whoever. Or it might be a driver with a shell needs to hit 10 people with green shells in one race. And it's like, all right, that's a little more challenging. Each one will give you a different amount of stars based off of how hard or how long it is to do. And then if you clear all of them, you get the final challenge, which is clear that whole thing, platinum the challenges for the week, and you get like five more stars. And then what's fun is you also get badges off of that. So you could put a badge on your name. So it's like, hey, I want to show off that I'm the guy who kills everyone with green shells or something. I mean, it's a nice little touch to encourage you to come back. It's a real good game. Nice. I'm really impressed with it. I'm also really glad I got into that beta because cool. it was it was addictive. I'll take a look at it when it comes out for sure. And then the other thing I played was Gato Robato. Cat Robot. Which is, it's a Metroidvania. This guy crashes his spaceship onto a weird alien world. But the guy is kind of a coward. So he's like, I'm going to try and repair my spaceship, which I have no chance of repairing. I will send out Kiki, my cat, to explore the planet. And you're the cat. And eventually you find a mech suit. So cat robot. when you are in the mech suit, it plays a lot like a uh, Super Metroid type of thing. Mm-hmm. When you get a double jump, your double jump is, the second jump is screw attack, essentially. You have missiles, you have your gun. You um, can also, though, get out of your robot suit and be the cat who can't double jump, can't shoot, one-hit kill. The uh, robot, you increase health as you explore and find uh, health uh, pickups or energy tanks. The cat, though, can go through tight passages and can climb up walls with its claws. And you have to kind of balance out, do you want to be the cat? Do you want to be the robot? The robot can't go in water. The cat can 
cat ends up being forced into water sure, at one sure. point, so the cat's like, fine, I'll do water. Sure. Then there's submarines you can find in the water sometimes to pilot. It is a very weird visual style of, it's one of those like Downwell where it's just black and white yep. or red and black or it has different color palettes. color palettes. Based, yeah. That's your big collectible in the game. And if you get enough collectible color palettes, there's a guy who will upgrade you in different ways. So I only got one of the two upgrades. I beat the game, but I didn't find every color palette. I think I missed one. But if you find ten of them, he gives you the repeater, which is essentially you can hold down the button to just shoot, like, non-stop instead of having mashed the button. The game has a very quirky sense of humor, and it's a really good Metroid game. Nice. It's on Steam. Cool. And also on Switch, I believe. You'd probably enjoy the yeah, game. Yeah, no, it sounds... I, I mean, I just heard that Time Spinner actually came out on the Switch recently, too, which is kind of cool. I just got it for the Switch. Nice. That's a, that's a really good game. When I kickstarted that one, I did the... I want it for Steam and 3DS, because I was like, that'd be a great on-the-go game. Yep. They recently announced the 3DS port is canceled, yeah. because the guy who was making it, he's like, truth be told, I am not that good of a programmer to handle that language and to get it to actually work correctly. So he said, anyone who did the 3DS version, you get whatever code you want. It doesn't matter what system, any system that's coming to. So I picked the Switch because... It's a great game. And it's a great like way to play it. It's mm-hmm. portable and on TV. Yeah. that all for you? That is it. The other thing I tested out for about 20 minutes before you got here today was I bought... Fake reality. I bought a new VR headset, boys. I have them all, because I gotta catch them all. I bought an Oculus Quest. You don't need to... Gotta catch them all, Oculus. It's it's pretty pretty great from the little limited bit I, I tested out today. Setup was a breeze. Pulled it out of the box. Downloaded the app on my phone, and the app on the phone says, here's how you set it up. Go through these steps. Went through all the steps, put on the headset, and it had me in a tutorial. And the best part was, no wires. Inside out tracking. I could turn my head and walk around without worrying about a big big set of cables coming out the back of my head. Yeah, just put it, in your, put it on when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Or I when mean, you're walking around downtown I will say time. that it does have an outside, you know, it's got a camera, so it actually, at one point during the setup process, it, I put on the headset, and it automatically displayed the camera, and it's like, hey, make sure you pick up the controllers to continue, and as soon as I looked at the controllers, it automatically identified them with a little uh, hovering thing that said which one was left and which one was right, which was nice, so I didn't have to, like, fumble around and figure out which one was which. Um... Uh, the only thing I've downloaded and played, like, game-game-wise, aside from their tutorial thing that they have, which is nifty, they basically run you through, like, hey, here's how the grips work, here's, you know, a couple of things to play with to, you know, figure out the, the actual controls, um, here's a paper airplane you can pick up and throw, here's a... No, my hands, Iron Man, why? Um, is uh, Beat Saber, and... Because I had never, I hadn't played that at all. Because um, that was was it was on PC and PS4 has it and PlayStation VR. Um, it is now officially out of early access. So um, yeah, I got to play a song of that, and that seems like it's going to be fun. Um, I did download Robo Recall, which apparently was free. I guess that's included with that, or maybe I got it when I got the Rift originally. I don't know, but it showed it said free, so I went okay. I'll install this. Um, I'm going to look through some more of the titles in there. 
but yeah, the fidelity seems fine for what I played. Um, it has built-in speakers, so like you don't actually have to put on a headset. Um, it was you know pretty easy to adjust the field of view, and then the headset seems pretty adjustable. I'll you know tweak it more, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool, like for a piece of tech to have that have been able to set that up in less than ten minutes. So it's pretty pretty uh, compelling so far. Or it made a good first impression. So. What happened in the world of video games? I have the tweet of the week. Oh, God. What's the tweet of the week? From Bethesda. Sure. And this one is going out to oh, you, I, John. I saw the article on Kotaku yesterday. We are Peter expecting Jackson. to ship the Fallout 76 CE canvas bag it's starting like, yeah. next week. Once the final date is confirmed, our team will be following up on those submitted tickets. We appreciate everyone's patience. Six months, like they said. Hey, the... Is it? It was right around January that they that they said that because didn't the game come out in November somewhere around there I think. But yeah, I want to say that the kerfuffle was like it would be like six six to seven months for them to get through it. It is finally happened, uh-huh. John. How do you feel? I'll feel better when I have it in my hands and I can tell you, hey, look, it's a canvas bag. Now I'm going to throw it in I a corner. I didn't even want this. <laughs> But I I'll wanted sho- my fucking pre-order. Yeah, I'll shove my my uh, power armor helmet into the bag, and then it'll go into a closet, never to emerge. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do with it yet. But yes, I'm very very. Uh, it was almost forgotten until this week. I entirely forgot I that whole kerfuffle so, happened. Oh yeah. yeah. Here's other, in other news, the canvas uh, shortage of uh, 2017 or 2018, 2018 is now officially over. Yeah. We are living in a post-crisis world. Thank goodness. We have been victorious <laughs> over the bugs. That eat canvas. Yep. Here's something that made news that didn't seem like it should be a surprise anyone. Apparently, did you know top Twitch streamers can be paid like 50000 per hour to stream new games? By, you know, companies wanting endorsed, you know, gameplay sessions. That somehow was a surprise, people. Twitch streamers are doing it for money. Like, yeah, you can pay them. They That's how that's that works. That's their job. That's how that works. It's almost like they're doing it to make money. Somehow that was news. No. Here's good news. This is something I'm excited about. It's a, probably going to be a waste of money, but I, I want on this. Panic, developer of many different apps for productivity, sure. while also being the publisher oh, you, of Firewatch. Okay, I know what you're going to do. He's going to buy the goddamn console with a crank. They're making the play date. It is a little tiny console with like a A button and a B button and a and D-pad. And a hand crank. And a crank. Yeah. At first, like everyone else, I thought the crank was like a power just way. Say cr- just, they should just make the tagline, crank it. But the crank is used to play different games. Uh-huh. And it has a black and white screen with no backlight. Although it's a real high contrast. Like, yeah. it looks almost like a paper white. Yeah. You know, like the Kindle. And Time to bring back bass fishing. They so know. that's that's what they need on it. They need a fishing game. It's going to be like $150. It's coming early next year. Sure. It's going to have a season, season of 12 of games, yeah. surprise games. You don't know what you're getting, 
but they have a lot of really cool developers. Yeah, Kevin Takahashi is one of them. Uh, Bennett Foddy. Bennett Foddy. Yeah, they've got, you know. They've got some of the weirder, like, more visionary crazy developers. So I'm kind of excited about this. It yeah. looks really yeah. cool. I was super excited about the Tapway Zodiac. Well, yeah, once it releases. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, y'all are, y'all are going to pay, yeah. all you Engage fanboys. Hey, side talking is my lifestyle. Just going to get my Tapway. Side talking. Other things coming soon. Death Stranding is apparently coming this year, this November. How about that trailer, Dan? It looks intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play just to see what this is about. Like, if there was, if that was a trailer to get me to try to get interested in the game, they are successful because I want to Mission be a part of this mess. You don't know what the game's about, but you want to play it. I want to be a part of this mess. <laughs> I want to know who D Hardman is. Oh, you gotta love those names. There's Hartman, Die Hardman, Die Hardman. Yeah. And it wouldn't be Kojima without the worst female names. Oh, without, yeah, without... Mama weird, yeah. and Fragile. Without problematic female representation in in the gaming. Oh, I love that, like... I mean, people always get, like... Um, it's <laughs> it's so funny. The gaming journal journalist press always will, like... Like, oh, this is problematic. Like, uh, what is her name? In Quiet. Quiet from problematic, quiet. but then, oh, yeah. but then, like divorced from like a couple months from like <laughs> the initial reaction, those same people are always just like, oh yeah, these games are amazing. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, this is amazing games, and it's just like I, I don't want to say bias, but like there's definitely like a, a, a blindness when it comes to Kojima. It can be both things. Like that's the thing. That's True, the, but like is... we definitely cancel games. Yeah, like in the in the in the zeitgeist where it's just like, oh, this is just fucking this. Oh, look at these sexist motherfuckers. I could tell you what it is when it comes to Kojima games. We're T Rexes. When it's moving, it's coming towards us. We see it, but once it's here, it's not moving. At that point, we can't see it anymore. So what I love is the idea of the game, like. So the strand is all about like the strands that connect no. us. No, Kevin. So it's all no. about Samuel Bridges no. is trying to bridge no. the strands. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a bunch of homo demons. That would be the evil people, sure. evil race. Uh-huh. They're homo demons. Uh-huh. What? With Matt Nicholson. Is he a human working with the homo demons or is he a homo demon? I don't know. I think he's... Or is he just creepy as fuck? I think he's the devil. Okay. You mean he's Matt Nicholson? Yeah. Where's the shadow government? What, what about the Patriots? Are they involved? The game's not political, guys. There's no politics in it. Sure thing, Dan Reichert. There's no politics. One thing, though, that... You know, at first I was blown away that the game is coming out so soon. I mean, yeah. Until I, I realized something. He actually... Kojima usually has, like, a three- to four-year turnaround cycle. It He's really on his schedule. Once he starts production, I well, the thing say. is, is that he didn't have to build an engine this time from the ground up, which he did for Metal Gear Solid Five, and he didn't have like a production studio like interfering with him doing what he wants. We don't know whether that'll turn out good or bad until no. we're done, but it didn't slow him down by having people lock him out of his own team. Yeah, this game's also going to be five hours long. Yeah, six hours, six to ten. No, well, okay. Sorry. It will be eight hours long. Three of it will be cutscenes. Will it actually be that, or will it be, like, five hours long? 
except for it's going to be pad out where you have to play side quests that don't really matter for a long time until it will unlock the end of the game. I'll say this though. If it plays as well as Metal Gear Solid Five did... Oh, I'll play that shit all I day. I will play it. Yes, I will be happy with that because that game was exceptional to play. Yeah, um, I wasn't a fan of Metal Gear Solid games in terms of playing them. Five. Fuck, I put 100 hours yeah. in that. Um, but yes, at this point, to, just to see what this turns into or what it actually is, we have only five short months now before we can find out what Kojima quote-unquote unchained is? You know what? I don't think we will know. In f- it's, it'll be long after the game is done. Finally, our brains will click and go, oh, I think I know what I played like four years so, ago. Devil's Advocate, odds of delay. Last-minute delay on this game. Oh, high. High? What are you saying? How much, Dan? I'm saying 50-50. 50-50? It comes out on the release date? Okay. because yeah, we're not... People are not adverse to releasing things in February anymore. It's true. As a big release. But do you think because this is Sony and they bumped Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima that this has more pressure to actually release on time? I feel like Sony doesn't care anymore. Okay. About like like they they have their thing and they don't have to really care that if when stuff comes out they're just going to do whatever they're going to do. Fair enough. Kevin, do you have a percentage? What do you say odds are this game comes out? I'm thinking 20% delay. Okay. 80-20. Yeah, I I see more of a chance because they did say at this point when they want it out, and instead of just going this winter, guaranteed it releases day that they've announced. Hundred percent, I'll go with. I'll be hundred percent certain. And you know what's great? If they do release on that date, we could all say we were correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Um, you know what game you won't be playing anytime soon? Did any of you back? No. Barkley two. No. Well, no, not that one, too. I thought you were going to talk about Shenmue. That's been in development for, what, so, six years now? So, Barkley 2... I forgot that that was even a thing. It, let's see, was Kickstarter way back in 2012. So, seven years Raising now. over $120,000. There was a playable demo back at PAX Prime 2015, yeah. now PAX West. I remember the guy in the basketball costume during that Yeah, year. the big-headed basketball. Yeah. And so the project went, the last time anything really happened was an update in 2017 in October. And then, like this last Sunday, there was an update essentially saying the entire team had departed, that everything has gone completely to shit. It sounds like there's a lot of fighting within the team. There is just pure chaos going on. The one guy who is still there is... Still saying it's being worked on in some way. I mean, this is the this is the Kickstarter model. Like this is the. I mean, when you have a game that you get money for seven years ago, mm-hmm. that money was gone in the first year and a half, maybe. Well, if if you had a team, yeah. that that money has gone year one. Yeah. I mean, ju- just paying for salaries for yeah. people. I mean, it was, they were working on this in their spare time. While their other jobs that they've already had secured, they were continuing to work on. So, I mean, you know, best of luck to the guy. If you, you know, find, you know, I mean, that's why the Dwarf Fortress guys eventually decided to start a Patreon. Like, they were like, we've we've been making this game for free for so long, and all these people want to support us. Why don't we just start up a Patreon and let them support us? And then now we're going to release on Steam, too, so... 
Like, there's different models now for people in this this and type of space. Kickstarter is never really the right model for if if you're planning on making an entire game. Kickstarter is not the way to go. No. If you're going to say, like, you know, a very successful Kickstarter that just saw its product reach full fruition was um, MC Lars and Mega Ran. They put out the Dewey Decibel System. Mm-hmm. Real good album, all about books. 1984 sounds like it's not about a book, but about current day, because it's all about suppressing of the truth and news. Mm-hmm. But real good album. The Kickstarter, I supported it. I got a bunch of cool stuff. A shirt, signed poster, signed CD, early release of it. And then now it finally came out. That's because things like art are a lot easier to define. You know how much it's going to cost for studio time. You know the time frame it'll take. You don't have variables like with making a game. Everything's a variable. It's a lot less like fluid. Making a movie is a lot more clear. Like, games are the weirdest of art because of the technical issues. Yeah, it's, I mean, nowadays, it's it's a novelty when a Kickstarter game comes out. Or it's it's considered a triumph as opposed to, like, what is it should be expected. But, like, physical goods on Kickstarter are just still doing fantastic. Yeah. Like, game, you know, board games and tabletop RPG stuff, like, it's thriving <laughs> on that platform because... It's a lot more clear. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I've done... Kickstars for watches. Mm-hmm. And it's with established watch companies. It's clear what they're doing. It's clear they have a manufacturing process. Like, there are no real questions in it beyond what happens if the company that's manufacturing the movements has a supply shortage. Yeah. In which case, okay, it'll be delayed, but there's no big question marks. Yeah. Game dev stuff on Kickstarter is... Especially if you're starting from zero. Like, if you yeah. just are like, hey, I'd like to make this game, can you help me fund it? The thing I like to see, though, are the people who, so many of them failed so bad around 2012. That's when everything got really big. That's when Double Fine Adventure was yeah. on everyone's yeah. mind. So, there are some I've seen that failed entirely. Some that are big question marks. And then... Star Citizen. <laughs> yep. And for failing, Barkley 2 is very much, I think, a failed thing. There was one, you are not the hero, that this guy ended up, it was one guy making a game, kind of a cool concept of you are an NPC. Yeah. And it's real cool, like, the demo he released or the early build was really good. The guy ended up having some medical issues, and, like, a family member had some major medical issues. All the money pretty much went poof. Yeah. And the guy pretty much said on Kickstarter, hey, it's not coming out when I said it's coming out, but I'm not going to stop working on it. There might not be updates on the Kickstarter for it. I am instead going to have updates on a Facebook page. I am going live stream any development I do on the game. And he's been keeping at it. Like, he got crushed. Like, he was one of those who fucked up by thinking I could kickstart a game at like $10,000 and be able to make a whole game. But instead, at least, you know, seeing the people who still put in the effort is really cool. And sometimes you get a real good game like, you know, for example, Time Spinner was a Kickstarter. And it's a local dude, which Hot that's take. Cool. Uh-oh. If you, if you tried to fund Bark- the Barkley 2 game, I don't know. You kind of... The, the first game was a meme. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it was a joke. So to think that they were going to make another game... 
like in any kind of sensible way. I'm pretty sure they had good intentions to do it, sure. Yeah. But like if you didn't think that this thing was gonna fail, which is one of the reasons why well, one, I didn't think Barkley One was that that funny after thirty minutes. Yeah, that's what it was. Was it's a great joke for the introduction. That wasn't even a good game. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to make a sequel to this very mediocre kind of funny game, but mostly funny because it's like kind of making fun of Charles Barkley and kind of has like, I mean. You remember Space Jam, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, if I was going to go a little bit further, a little bit uh, kind of um, uh, very sometimes uncomfortable like ideas of like, you know, what's race and like black people are funny because they're, they're cool. Or something like it's not. I wouldn't say the gay first game was racist because it's not. But it's there was definitely some like some like ah oh, look at that black guy he's funny because the black people talk funny right because that's funny right and it's just like eh. yeah also culture has moved beyond that like in the six seven years right like we've had a I think a lot of people in the gaming space have had a pretty decent self realization that like we gotta be better than that like well I'm just, that's the thing like I can only my personal experience with who I've been exposed to in those spaces now, like, yeah. you know, I actually have... But, yeah, I mean, you know, not to besmirch those guys, yeah. I mean, pretty sure, you know... Well, it's like the first... Fine, they're fine people. It's just, it's just like, to fund a game that was based, that's a sequel to based on a game that's, like, basically a meme, like... I don't know. Just felt like it really felt weird. Yeah, like it's also, like you guys are making another. It game. It felt like they were also, trying to make like, their money. Like they also like this is trading on like Charles Barkley, even though like the sequel is supposed to be about his son, yeah. it, Hoops Barkley. Son, Hoops Barkley. Yeah. But it just feels like it's kind of like this is a real person still. Yeah. Like based on real people, like it was fun as like a free like joke kind of thing. You know how I always talked about making a hip hop RPG oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff. That's kind of funny as a joke kind of thing, but to like get money to make the other one, I don't know. It just felt weird. Yeah, it felt weird. Also, the original also, game came out eleven years ago. Yeah, we we have moved beyond. Yeah, that. exactly. Like gaming tastes and styles have changed in those times. Like, indie games have moved to in different space as well, so... Hell, look at it this way. The original game came out while George W. Bush was president. The Kickstarter was while Obama was president, and we're now in the post-apocalyptic dystopian future. Wait, what, what, this, what, what year was the original game? 2008. Oh, we didn't even know who Obama was. No, two thousand eight. We knew who he was. I mean, kinda. He he made one speech. Yeah, that we, we, were kind we didn't of... really. Know. Oh no, no, that's election year. That's election year. Okay, my bad. So in we, fact, we elected we him that year. To who Obama was? <laughs> we were I didn't know who he was. We well, were filled with do pride. Do we really hope. know who he is? Yes. Who's Obama? Where is he born? Do you know? Kenya. Hawaii. Kenya. Oh, oh. I told it's Kenya. It's on his birth certificate, Dan. Oh, he provided that. Oh. Okay, here's a different bit of news. That the big news. I don't know what to make of it. Google Stadia, coming out in November. $10 a month for their Netflix-like thing. That's not Netflix. However, that will only include, like, older games or less desirable, because you have to... A selection of games. They have not specifically said what those will be. But you'll have to purchase an entirely digital, only accessible off of Google Stadia version of a lot of the games. So you're buying, you're buying something in a cloud service that, without 
internet you cannot access. And if Google shuts down this service, which they have shut down a lot of their services, sure. you lose everything. No, the, the biggest <clears throat> problem with that stream, as Dan and I discussed... Well, wait, hold up. Okay, go on ahead. That, on yeah, that note, actually, the scariest thing about buying something on Google Stadia, right, like, that's different from buying your downloadable games... So for the most part, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty confident that you know like I'll be able to keep downloading a game on Steam as long as Steam's still up, right? And before but, the heat death of the universe. But yeah, I can still I can still keep downloading a game on Steam even if it gets off of Steam's store. Yes. Yep. Because that's happened before. I I have several games delisted. Yeah. That yeah. Are delisted or you know they just moved to somewhere else or something like that. So I wonder how Stadia Stadia works because the machine is actually running the game. It's not just storing. Yeah. It, right. So if they lose the license to actually run that game, you lose that game. Like, do you that like? You but bought. The, I, that I, you I don't bought. Know. You paid actual I, yeah. money. I don't know. I don't know. For. But to me, that seems like a very big question mark yeah. because I'm not sure how that works. It does seem. It, I mean, logic would would conclude that it would just like you that can't, your account you can't, is you can't still license. Well. The way it should work, no, no, I'm just saying the way it should work is that that license should be tied to your account. And whatever, like, back-end stuff, that's the way Steam works, that that license is tied to your account. No matter where you go with your account, you can always download content that you bought because you own the license to it. Yeah, but how Stadia uh, works, I, I, though, no, is different because it's not just a storage. It's yeah. actually running yeah. in the Yeah, scene. it's the console so and the storage. broadcasting. Like, it would be as if, like... Yeah, it would be as if, like, we were watching Netflix and it's like, oh, no, Friends is getting off. Well, it's not. But Friends is getting off. It's, uh, don't it's, worry, white it's people. Rumored. It's going to be okay. You sure? You sure they're going to spend the money keep and, it? and salmon sandwiches. Oh. Um, which are oh, delicious. Are we, they're delicious. Yeah. I was like, fucking cucumber sandwich? This is white people shit, and I'm eating no, it. Yeah. 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 So one of the things we did, <laughs> yeah, we, we did afternoon tea in Edinburgh, and it was cucumber and salmon sandwiches. Yeah, Brie has done tea before, like proper tea. It was delicious. And that shit is good shit. It like, was, you could get those little roast beef sandwiches. They the little, do the roast beef ones. Oh, the tea roast beef sandwiches. Ooh. Those little... Like a horseradishy type of spread on. They're little tiny things with the crust all cut off. I will off say the, 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 mm. the scones with the clotted cream oh. and and jam. So was, fresh preserves. Ah, it was delicious. But anyway, yes. so the the the, <clears throat> the, 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 the thing that really makes me wonder is because it's basically broadcasting it. So like if Netflix loses the license to keep streaming Friends... Uh, Friends I don't get to keep watching no. Friends. Yeah, it's gone. Yes. It's gone. Yeah. And granted, I didn't own Friends. Yeah. But but it feels like the same thing. Like how? Are, how I mean, so why, why would you buy a game on this on this so, thing? That's, that's that's why I'm wondering where the split comes in. Like the the part of the subscription service games, the ones that are just part of that ten dollar a month thing. I can understand the, the what happening what what you described. Oh yeah, the, the Netflix model. It they come and go. So, but they have not specifically stated, which they should, is that anything you buy on our service, you have a license for that game in perpetuity while it's while our service is you know basically while our service is running, same as Steam. Like, well, yeah. But they haven't said that. They've just basically said you've got to buy these games separately. And the fact that they don't say that is it's concerning. Like, like you the, said, tying into that, my one other one of my big questions. We know Steam. I buy a game. <clears throat> it's been less than two weeks. It's been... I played it for less than two hours. And I realize the game is not working correctly. I go, I want a refund. With Stadia, 
what will be the refund model, or will there be one? Like, if I decide to well, buy... There's no, there's no not working correctly, because it's just working on their machine. No, no, I was going to say, what about if they say it's only, you only are required, what was that? It was, um, dang it, lost. oh, minimum, minimum internet speed requirement is 10 megabits down, 1 megabit up. For 720 <coughs> stereo. So, if I was to play, and let's say I have... I have a somewhat crappy century link. I'm 15 down, uh, three up, which not what I have. I have better than that, but let's say that's what I've got. Cause some people, I oh, know one not person. Not some people, a large portion yeah. of the, the known civilized world does not have their requirements for 4K. One of my, 60 one of my dad's good friends, he lives only about a mile and a half from where I used to live. He, his best internet option. It's either um, Comcast, which actually charges his neighborhood more than they charge surrounding neighborhoods, or he has CenturyLink with 1.5 down, 1 up. And so let's say, though, I only have 15 down and 3 up. I I buy a game because they say, hey, I could do a 720 with stereo. I'm fine with that. And it doesn't work that good. What what refund options do I have? Because I still I'm going to have questions. I'm going to keep. Here's one of your things that ended up in front of me. But I'm going to keep having questions about the ten one because that is very crappy internet for needing something with good fidelity. Another thing is, um, you know, since the controller is Wi-Fi based. Yeah. I really want to see, you know, with bad connections that are better than their requirements but are still kind of bad, what happens with that controller? Because the controller is actually Wi-Fi to do the inputs. Also, if the service goes down, you know, as in they close it, kind of like Google Glass, um, like five different Google social media things. I, I mean, I have, like, I have a little more faith that this is not going to be a like six months we're folding it because it failed sort of thing this definitely seems like they've made the investment like the the investment in the hardware like that controller development cost like that's i think they're going to be in this for at least a quote-unquote generation it's worth they, of, they put a lot of investment in google I, glass i get it but like this is this is this is like the google glass was a less and they're still coming out with another version of that, too. Like, they're actually doing a new version of that. Although they so. completely folded the first one. Yes. Um, no, like, the the main concerns I have about this whole Google Stadia thing that I remember talking to Dan about and that we were talking about is they still haven't demoed the goddamn service. Other than the Project Stream, which was 1080, um, to a limited audience, and it only was with <laughs> one game. They still have not shown this off to the public like, hey, here it is, running, working. Also, is it saying that could get too big and become a problem? Like, if they have too many people wanting to play, having to have dedicated hardware to stream each, you know, person's play session, how does that end up working if their service becomes too big? Does Do they actually have people across the board suffering, or do you have to have, like, a wait queue, or what happens if it goes too good? Of course, also, same note, I just want to remind everyone that uh, last Sunday, 
Google suffered five and a half hours of outages across the East Coast and Europe because people were trying to access too many services at once. Also, one fun fact was Stadia's 4K streaming is going to use, according to what people have looked into this, about one terabyte of data in 65 hours, which means if you play games a lot, we play games a lot. I could go through 65 hours in a month easily. I played 65, 66 hours of Graveyard Keeper in less than like a month. When I was playing Metal Gear Solid 5, I was picking up about 35 hours per week. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you have a data cap, ooh, hachimachi. Yeah, that's, those are the, the, the biggest problems are they have not demoed this service yet, so we don't know how it actually works. ISPs are a thing, and ISP, they are not good things. The ISPs are still a problem, and will be until the end of time. The end of time including or, limited infrastructure for good swaths of the country. And then the question of what happens if a game is delisted, or there's some other related type of thing, or you want a refund because it's just not the game you wanted. Yeah. I think the... the, um, the one, it, it's it's becoming pretty apparent to me that this service is not for actual, like, hardcore gamers. No. Like, if you're playing a lot of games, you don't want to do, you don't want to use this. Because data cap and, like, if you're playing a lot of games anyway, like, you want the best fidelity and those kind of things. And to, and the sad thing, thing, and the real profound disappointment about, about that stream was... Um, they led, like, the March thing with so much about, like, oh, this is revolutionary. We're changing the game. You know, like, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, keep upgrading your system. We're gonna, you're gonna have fucking ter- 10 teraflops or whatever the fuck it is. The performance you're gonna will be, be the you, top of the line. Yeah, and, like, okay, yeah, sure. But to even do that, you need so many right circumstances for it to get right. And, like, that's just realistic. Yeah. Right? But I was I was I was just gonna believe them until they showed me otherwise, and the real disappointment is is that oh this is just reality, yeah. because back in March they were like you know for the 4K stuff you'd only have you'd only have to have 25 down now it's 35 right so like now is the realistic part and the realistic part just looks like on live with Google with Google branding it's probably gonna be better than on live yeah. yeah. As somebody who played that Project Stream, I can tell you it's better than online. Yeah, but it's just, there's nothing innovative about this no. other than they're doing it a little better. And that's the real profound <coughs> disappointment about it. Because it's not even, it's not even like, oh man, like these are like better electric cars or something like that. So there's no, there's nothing really innovative about other, it. Other companies like, are working on the same technology. Honestly, it's a little bit like the Google Glass thing. Because when you get down to it, it's just, it's just like... It's not even like a hologram or like an AR thing. It's just like a little screen that they uh, outputted the. the thi- it's not. It's really like the that- Instagram glasses. Yeah, it's not really Snapchat. that interesting. <laughs> Snapchat glasses. Oh, Snapchat. It, it's Whatever just not it that interesting yeah. to me. Like, if you want to play a lot of games, and you are, let's say, in the Microsoft ecosystem. They have a better solution they for a, you. That is, it is a pillar of their services as opposed to the service. Like that's the thing. Like Microsoft is using their. They have talked about their X Cloud as 
a portion of their services that you can play. Like, it's an addition to, like, hey, access your games on the go, mobile. Like, this is what we're working towards. But also, you can play them on your PC still, and you can still play them on your console. Like, but, you, the, but the, yeah, and then the profound disappointment is it continues with, like, the, like, there's nothing innovative about even just, like, the pricing or yeah. even just the economics behind it. It's just, like, like, I can't, like, I mean, I can't demo a game for 30 minutes. I can't, uh... You know, like, I mean, a big part of their, their March stream was like, oh, you're watching your favorite streamer play a game. And then you're like, man, I want to get in that game. And I'm just going to start playing it just right now on my browser. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't play it on your browser. Not until at least sometime in 2020. Yeah. You didn't buy the Founder's Edition. You didn't buy the Founder's Edition. I was like, okay, okay, well, um, I did buy the Founder's Edition. Can I just play my, Can I play it? Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a brand new game. Did you buy it? Also, I have to make another decision matrix where I have to like, well, do I want to buy it? And I'll I'll give them a I'll 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 predict that maybe maybe those games will be a cheaper price than normal. I, I have like a feeling that it would be, but I'm not super confident. Or maybe they just didn't say that. Oh yes, if you do see a a person playing a game that you're interested in, we will let you play. It. Like. They just sure. haven't stated. Like, they could state sure. that at a later time, they but could. they didn't. So, like, they yeah. They could, but this is their first I, direct. I, no, I get you. I get you. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what else, what else, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, Nintendo might, might come out with, like, like, uh, the, the most powerful system. Maybe the next Switch will be more powerful than the Xbox and the PS4 combined. Which they didn't say, but... The stream basically left a lot more doubts about yeah. that service being but it's just viable. it's like like what like with the pricing stuff it's like uh like I, I can't like just try out games I can't like have my friends try out games with me like like, like I want to know really how multiplayer is going to end up because every game they're kind of highlighting tends to be more of the the solo experience you know they're talking about we've got like division and destiny. Yeah, those are, but those, those are, are two. You're, you're talking more couch co-op as opposed to like couch co-op, or also like massively multiplayer. You know, same with a larger group. How well is that all going to work out? Because I mean, a lot of the stuff, like you know, Destiny, you're going to have like teams of like typically three or six people. With um, you know, a lot of these games, they're talking about like Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy 15. They're talking about Darksiders Genesis that. Diablo Darksiders sure. thing, Metro Exodus, um, Assassin's Creed. Like, I want to know how well is it going to work with a larger scale, but also couch co-op. Is that, like, you're obviously not going to have multi multiple Stadia controllers at $70 a pop. So, you know, if you're playing on a computer, you could USB in, like, a Xbox One yeah. controller. How well is that going to work? For the so basically, like the the thing is, is that for a stream that happened the week before the biggest gaming convention of the year, it is very it was very light on anything other than here's what you're going to pay us, and here's what is required to actually run it. Uh, it, oh, so. a, it did give a very good um, like reason why this is different. Compelling, yeah. There's no like how is this different than PS Now? Yep. Like it doesn't doesn't it, really. It is PS like, now. How is this different than what Microsoft's working like, on with Xbox? Like, oh well, like, you can do it on your phone. Okay, cool. Can I do it on my Samsung S7? Nope. No, no, no. You can't do that. Pixel three only. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Also, I we could do it on everything. Oh, sometime. I thought you sometime. said anytime you have a Chrome browser. I have a Chrome browser on my Samsung. Sometime. No, no, you don't have a Chrome browser. You have a Chrome browser. Like, sometime. Sometime in the future. Yeah. Which also, might not happen. 
Also, I'm wondering about the Stadia base. You know, the twenty in 2020, they're going to have the free, entirely yeah, free 1080p. Like, how is is that actually what they're saying is what it'll be? Or is it going to be ad-supported? Is it going to be super limited? Like, guess what? It's only, like, these eight games. Honestly, like, it just really feels like it's not for, like, the enthusiast. No. This is this is to make this is like when somebody reads a mainstream CNN article uh-huh. and goes like, "Oh wow, they got video games! Oh, that sounds cool! Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'll buy that." See, I'm not a, a, a ten dollar a, a month service, and I can play a bunch of video games. That oh, sounds yeah, cool. Sure, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm so confused on who and this then, is for. And me over here on the Microsoft side is like, just buy your Xbox and spend ten dollars on Game Pass. You get more games. See, though, what I really. I mean, I mean, no. If if I'm a, if I'm a guy who doesn't who doesn't podcast no, about the, video that, games, that, no, no, I'm talking about the guy that I'm yeah, talking about, yeah. like the guy who listens to the guy who listens to video game podcasts is not who we're talking. No, about. the guy who looks at like Gamespot is not the guy we're talking about, or 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 gal. Or Kutaku. This is a this is somebody who like goes like, oh yeah, I play some video games, but I haven't really. I, I still have my PS3. Yeah. I haven't upgraded it, and I only bought like five games on it. Maybe. Or or even I bought a PS2 and I don't play. I yeah, I, and then it's like, oh, Google's got this thing, and I can I can pay ten dollars a month, and I can play a bunch of video games. Like that sounds cool. Like I'm not gonna go buy a two hundred dollar console and then pay like a monthly service. I can just pay a monthly service. That's why this is disappointing because they didn't make that fucking case because they were just like ah yeah look no at and this they fucking, said look at you enthusiasts like well, you're gonna hardcore game and this they did they did exactly what you said you didn't want to do is you got to spend one hundred and thirty dollars to get in on oh, the program too, yeah also here's the other thing I'm not sure who their audience like I know kind of like you're saying the person who reads Forbes for their game news. The thing is, how many of them are they going to pull away from, well, I've got a few fun games on my phone, and my phone's with me all the time anyways. Yeah, they didn't How many say, are they going to pull no, like away they from said, that? They could, have, they could have easily said, oh, by the way, subscribe to this and you can play them on your phone. Any Android phone. Good. Here, you're good to go. No, but, like, I mean, my marketing pitch would be, like, hey, you don't play too many video games. You don't know about, like, fucking, like, all the little details. You don't read patch notes. You don't keep up on, like, the... 4K60, you don't know what that is. You don't keep up on the news conferences and, and stuff like that. But what you do know is that there's 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 these there's these crazy games out there, right? I'm not gonna buy it. Like I'm I'm you know I'm Joe businessman. I'm not I'm not I'm not plugged in anymore. I'm not gonna buy a PS4 and then like hook this up and then start another account and then what is PS now? What is PS Go? What is PS? What's PS Plus? Like I don't I don't give a fuck. I got important shit already, right? But if you tell me all I have to do is pay Google, which I already use for almost everything, and I already probably have a Google Pay account, and I already already probably probably buy games on my phone, if you just say like, hey, download this app onto your Chrome browser, you get to play these fucking games that all these nerds already play. Holy shit, that sounds great. Like I get to play these super complex games because honestly, from the we we never see this because on the outside looking in, think about the people who don't actually play video games, oh, and you start talking to them about like, oh yeah, you know, like they're the, uh, Nintendo's coming out with like this new Switch, and then it's like, oh yeah, but then you can get the Pro Controller, and then like, oh, but 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 if you want to play Smash Brothers, you can get like the like the cool like Wii Bird Retro thing. I mean, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck of half this shit. Where like Outer Wilds. <laughs> 
No, but maybe they'll like it if they play it. Yeah. But that's the problem with the Google message. Like, they should be like, hey, look at all these. This is a window into look a world. Look how easy it is you can play Yeah, this is games. a window into a world, and you don't have to worry about anything. No installing games. Barrier to entry is, yeah. should be zero. But uh, they made this statement, this state direct, and they went, no, 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 barrier to entry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's the real disappointment. So we've got first this one barrier. It's $130. Yeah. The controller barrier, if you want to go a different route, you know, that's going to be like $70. Oh, but also, and here's some more barriers. Before you come on board, make sure your internet's good enough because if it's not... Yeah, it's a, it's a hard sell. Because those people don't give a shit about their internet either. They're like, can I stream Netflix? Yes. It's, okay, it's I'm good. Of quality. Yeah. It's just a weird. It's I a stream weird Netflix stuff. on my Wii because I bought a Wii. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird. Four eighty Netflix. Because honestly, like I mean, half of this bullshit that we put up with to play video games is kind of crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I mean, you know, it's like I mean, the getting hoops. like a getting a console out of the box and trying to integrate it into your inter- entertainment system. If you don't know what, if you're not used to doing any of that. Okay, stuff. where which one of my HDMI ports am I going in through? And then if I do it through that one, is my sound going to come through correctly? And fuck, I've got to set up my internet on this. And I've do you, I want to do wired on this did one? You buy and, a four K TV. Did you make sure that all the ports do four K? Because not all the ports do 4K I don't even know what that means. Uh Um, I don't even know what you just said. uh Uh, Which color mode are you set up on that? 12-bit. Can you do HDR? Uh Are you doing HDR or HDR light? Do you have Dolby Vision? Oh, did did you leave motion smoothing on? Because that's why your game looks like shit. Honestly, like, I don't know what the market would be, but, like, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why that Wii was sold as much as it did. It's also a reason why the Switch was really smart is they kept that mostly simple, so yeah, you could just you really plug it in, you put it in the dock, and you're done. Fucking accounts, making a fake account that doesn't actually really do anything oh if you don't need it to do anything. Like I don't know. Help. I, I I I guess I kind of get some of that, but like honestly, like if I was if I was like on the ground floor and we're making, I was at a company and we're making a new console system, the next generation stuff, I'd be like, dude, we gotta make this simple. Like, we gotta, we, we like, if we can somehow make it so that, that you plug in, like, maybe at the max three things, and then you're out, you're playing, like, within five minutes of it. Like, like, remember, remember it's the Super Nintendo, when you, when you, like, got your Super Nintendo? It took, like, five minutes to, to set up, unless, like, you're like, oh, shit, I don't know how to do RF switches and stuff. Well, no, that was the RF switch thing. I'm thinking more of PlayStation. But, like, but like that thing took, like, a couple of plugs. You plugged it into the wall. You fit around with the RF switch You stuff, put the cartridge in. You were switch power. You can plug in those AV cables. Oh, yeah. Like, I always say, like, when I got my, when I got my Super Nintendo, one of the happiest days of my life, it was on my birthday... And my mom woke me up yeah. 45 minutes before before we school. had before before school, yeah. and she said, "You eat fast enough, you get ready fast enough, you get to play your Super Nintendo." I was fucking quick. And then, like, I set that thing up, and I played like two or three levels of Super Mario World. Dude, you could never do that with any of the systems. Like zero point zero yeah. times, you cannot do that. Because you gotta install that shit first. Yeah. The last, if, if which you, is why even the, if you have a physical copy, which is why the fucking Sony claim from that press conference so many years back when they announced the PS4 is laughable now. Like where they're like, "Here's how you share your games. You give it to them, and then they can just pl- magically play them with the disc." See, the last console that was really easy to just set up, I'd say be maybe PS2 because PS2. 
you only really had, you didn't need to worry about high definition, you didn't need to worry about beyond, at this point, everyone had a TV with component, or composite, and all you had to do was just plug in that white cable, that red cable, that yellow cable, and hit power. There were no updates. After that point, though, consoles are not easy. Like, the last one I remember bringing somewhere on the fly was I would bring my GameCube from my on-campus apartment to the reading room of the library where our office was on a Friday night, plug in a projector, plug the GameCube into it, and my brother-in-law and I would be playing Smash Brothers in the library. There's no fucking way you would ever move any of your systems around. No way. I used to bring my PlayStation 1 to the Philippines in my backpack. I would bring that over to a friend's house. Yeah. You know, it's like, should bring it along. Yeah, nowadays it's like, I'd be worried to move these. That's what they should be emphasizing on. Hey, look, all the complexity, this is all the complexity of modern, modern video gaming, but extremely simple. Like, you plug in one thing and, like, let's go, we're playing. Look at this, it's fucking crazy. And then, the other part that's so bad is they go... You know, you need to use our controller or any USB controller. You just plug in the USB controller. So, can I do that on the Chromecast? No, you can only use our controller on that. So, you're saying I can't just bring it to a friend's place and play, like, easy couch co-op with them. Nope, can't do that. Oh, fuck. So, you're saying after I buy your Founders Edition bullshit for 130 maybe... We don't know if this works or not. Maybe I buy a second Stadia controller for 70 so I could play couch co-op at a friend's place for $200? I'm paying $200 to do this. You can spend that much on an Xbox One. S. Right now a Switch is a 250 Switch. Yeah. There's one on sale for yeah. 250 Easy peasy. Yeah. And those things, all you had to do, once you have a Switch set up the first time, you could bring that to a friend's place where you just have it on a kickstand and you're both playing. We played on a plane using the kickstand. Final Fight was sitting on our, my tray table. <clears throat> Dan had one little Joy-Con, I had the other. It was, yeah, $50 fair, more to... Took ten minutes to set that up because the controllers, the controllers were, were stupid. not connecting correctly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what am I doing? Fi- oh, clicking the left stick. Why is that a thing? Fifty dollars more, though. <laughs> you can have a switch than Stadia for two people, yeah. and you have all sorts of really good games. True, there isn't like quite that selection in theory of the ten dollar pro, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you could pick up a whole bunch of indie games for like a buck or two each that are pretty damn fun. Yeah. Alright, enough stadium talk. Long story short, buy a Switch. It's a good console. Sure, yeah, do that. What are you going to play this week, Kevin? Cross Code. Cool. I'm disappointed that I beat Gato Roboto already. I did play a good amount of time. Good. It's a really good game. Nice. And Mario Kart Tour is no longer in beta, so Pokemon's goes. Sure. Gotta catch them all. Dan? Uh, I need to find his left hand, because it went flying somewhere. Okay, that's the game? I, you said there was something under my chair, and I couldn't find it. Okay, I didn't know it was this hand that you lost. I thought it was another... I lost his open hand when I was trying to jam it in, <coughs> and then it, like, fell out. We'll find it. Kevin found the, his wrist band, Did, but I don't know where his hand is. It's here. Somewhere. See, I tend more think of, like, Riri Williams as having, like, the remote launching gauntlets than Iron Man. He's usually more the repulsor blast. Uh, and probably 
It's more Probably Stellaris. Stellaris. <clears throat> I might even start playing my own single player game. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of tough to get everybody together to play. Yeah. I do have a confession. Uh oh. I was playing Overwatch last night. What? On PC or on. On PC. Okay. Were you playing just by yourself randomly? <clears throat> I was playing with one of my friends, but okay. I was just like, sure, I'll reinstall this game. Oh. I'll play the anniversary thing to get some loot boxes. Uh huh. Did, no, did you get anything good, Dan? I don't remember. Okay. I got some skins. It was okay. Alright. I didn't play an actual game. I didn't play it You didn't game. play an actual game? You just, yeah, I was just launched doing, it? I was just doing the. I was doing whatever, the anniversary game. Oh, they have a, like a single player like thing? Like a PV, PV, No, PV they, it's like a four player PV thing. Okay. PV thing. So I haven't played an actual true game yet, so I'm you, not, I'm you not you back in the mix. You played Overwatch, Dan. I'm, okay. not in, I'm not back no in the mix. No judgment here, no judgment. not back in the mix yet. Alright. When you get platinum, I'm not, saying I, no. I'm not saying I won't be back in the uh-huh. mix. I'm just saying I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten all the way to Boys Town <clears> yet. I'm going to play more Void Bastards and Outer Wilds and try to get back to Graveyard Keeper sometime this week. And on that note, taste test time before we end the podcast. What? You can't do the taste test at the end oh, of the podcast? Oh, we are doing that at the end. This is highly that, irregular. That'd be like starting the podcast with what are you playing next week? These are seafood crackers. <clears throat> I don't know what they are. But they're, they're, just like rice, they're just rice crackers and Seafood flavor. That tastes like seafood. It's like shrimp chip. With very little, like... That is generic packaging. Oh, yeah. I don't really taste any seafood on them. Seafood-ish. It's the... It's the hint of seafood. It... Tastes like shrimp fried rice at like like a Panda Express smells. Yeah. I can always use a bunch of these, but then I eventually feel sick. <laughs> Are they the chicken <laughs> or the biscuit of the Yeah, it's like the shrimp chip. Yeah. I can eat a half a bag of that and then I'm just gonna be like that was a bad idea. Did you just buy a bunch of different generic looking seafood no, crackers? Both, I just got I saw these. One said prawn, one said lobster, so that one, this one was listed at Awajimaya as lobster, but I, it just says seafood. And I, know. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Like it looks like we could be a prawn, it could be a lobster, but it also doesn't have any claws, so I don't. That know. That is a prawn with like weird legs. But these are the prawn crackers. It specifically says prawn crackers on these, so they're flavored like the main uh, aliens from District Nine. Remember their prawns? That's a topical reference. Prawnish. There's a big. See, the thing about the shrimp chips is that they taste like shrimp. And then we've got. Meanwhile, the prawn chips taste like. Beef. Finally, we have Nagaraya like cracker like nuts. Like beef. Oh. Which are garlic flavored. I miss when I used to buy bags of garlic peanuts. Like, they're in the shell still, but they taste like garlic. Mm. Like, 
those were really good. These are good. I'm glad that they're not super strong garlic flavored, but these are a product of the Philippines, Dan. You're gonna you if you're gaga over garlic flavor, go crunch uh, nagaraya and let your snack or party burst with this exotic flavor. Great! Enjoy the crunch. Exotic? Exotic. It's just garlic. It's exotic. Maybe oh. to the Philippines it's exotic? No, Filipino food got garlic. <laughs> These other two are made are products of Japan. 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 USSR. Yeah. Those cracker ones are Imported very... Imported by Ricin? Yeah. Oh. Ri- 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 Richin. Richin. Ricin gas? Ricin. Yeah, God. Ricin, Ricin treated. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! What did we do? We just wanted to get into the cracker market. We were already in the lethal lethal poison market. We needed to diversify. You know, you're going to purchase more of these if you want the antidote. Antidote to the poison you just ate. And on that note, thanks for listening. Goodbye. We'll be be back. Don't eat poison. Where does his hand?